Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I'm the captain. We're the sports brew. And we got a whole bunch of damn good football to talk about. Well, all right. Some of those games weren't so great on wildcard weekend, let's be honest. But there were some damn good plays. And we got the cherry on top of that national championship game. So, all things considered, we have some mighty fine football action to discuss, even if the quality of some of those games may not have been as glorious as they could have been. Uh, naturally, Texans and Raiders was the best game of the weekend. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> that was... What, are you saying Connor Cook and Brock Osweiler didn't put on a show? <laughs> yeah, they put on a show, all right. <laughs> the first word is ished. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> My God. They just wanted to get that kind one out of the they just needed to get that one out of the way early. They did the right thing, man. <laughs> kind of reminded you of Jim Kelly and Warren Moon back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Whew, don't call it a comeback. My God! <laughs> anyway, behold the brockening. <laughs> yeah, behold the brockening. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I think New England's gonna drop that old cock brock. Remember that. <laughs> I think. I think the Texans' playoff run is coming to an end. <laughs> nice knowing you in a Texans uniform, Vince Wilfork. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. He'll get some. He'll get some love from the New England fans, as he should. As he should. All right, well, let's get everybody in here. First and foremost, we'll go ahead and bring an old D-stat since I know he's got to, you know, he's going to have to get out of here early tonight. Uh, you know, like last week, he kind of zonked out, kind of on the back end, sort of like the Giants did in the second half against the Packers. So we totally understand the going to sleep late. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I, I, that was cold, wasn't it? Anyway, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and <laughs> – Go ahead and hit, hit your cue, brother. You ready? Three, brew, and fun. <laughs> that was dirty, man. <laughs> anyway, here you go. Accurate. Woo! <laughs> that was not very enthusiastic. <laughs> All right. Well, well I, I mean, come on. Phil Horn, as he prone to do, he, he stepped on my cue. He did. All right. Well, look, look, look. You get a redo. Here you go. Or we'll, we'll give you a rebrew. Yo, a repoo, a rebrew. Here you go. Three brew and. Woo! Woo! <laughs> That's a little bit better, man. That's a little bit better. That's all right. That's all right. Sounds so- like he just got off the boat with Justin Bieber and Odell Beckham. Matt's just trying to fire on all cylinders, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna throw him whatever jab I can. I'm gonna hit yes. so, I'm gonna hit so hard and so often you'd think it's Odell Beckham versus a wall again. Anyway, uh, say what? Kicking net. Safety. Oh, uh, the kicking net. No, yeah. Well, that, that that there was some love with the kicking net, right? He made up. He yeah. made up to it. We'll see if uh, Matt makes up to Mark before the end of the evening. Before Mark has to pull the ripcord and get out of here. He's shaking his head yep. like, nah, nah. <laughs> That's all right. Next up, dude, because I know you're totally stoked about this national championship game. I know. That was a hell That was a hell of a game, dude. So let's do it right, man. Old Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, brother? Brother, man, I got to tell you, between that and Texas USC, those are the two best title games I've ever seen in my lifetime. It was pretty hellified. The, the and you, level of playing by both teams was just so high. And oh, you, if I remember correctly, by the way, that was the first time a, a national, the defending national champion, lost in the title game since USC. So Alabama wins last year, loses loses this year to Clemson, right? 
And if I recall correctly, USC was a defending champ when they lost to, to Texas. They, I think it was a two-time defending champ. Look at that. They were going, they were going for the three-peat. Ooh, with Pete Carroll? And I'm not talking about three-peat Carroll, yeah. The <laughs> three-peat Carroll? Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. But, uh, yeah, you, dude. dude, that was a hell of a man. I don't know what it is about teams with orange beating teams with red, but. <laughs> orange, you, know. you glad to be here? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have brought you in like you dropped a bomb on me because I, I think, I think Clemson about like totally nuked Alabama fans right there, right? One second left, brother. That was intense. Oh the my pick god! Control tied. Yeah, I still, I still think one of my favorite things is them doing the onside kick at the end, and uh, I think I, you, that was great. You were tweeting a bunch, and I just couldn't help sticking. Hashtag troll tide <laughs> on the one tweet I said. I mean, I, I was dying, dude. That was cold. But well, it was funny because we were joking earlier in the game in our chat, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wouldn't it be great if Dabo pulled an onside kick on Saban?" Just if and Mark's minutes. like, "Well, he won't do it now." <laughs> and it was freaking one second left in the game. He pulls it off. It's Why like, not, man? On, man? Why not? <laughs> Why not? What the heck? All right, we'll get into the game. Later. Yeah, we will. We will. And, of course, we have to bring our, 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 you know, one of the best teams in the league this year, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get Randy in here. Well, I probably ought to bring you into the music from Days of Our Lives, given all the drama that's going on at San Fran. <laughs> and they got, like, <laughs> they, got all this, they got all this nonsense happening with the front office. They got nonsense with the coaches. They got nonsense with the players. And they got the city trying to, like, go after the – Stadium management for cooking the books or hiding numbers. I mean, there's all kinds of BS happening with that, man. Anyway, <laughs> top of the evening to you, sir. Yeah, thank you, Jed York. Good job, good effort. <laughs> yeah, good job. Dumbass douche. A hole effort. <laughs> yeah, he puts the A in uh, asshole at this point. Yeah, he's li- living up to that one. Good luck with that, friend. Good luck. Thanks. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I told you the other week, man. I lived through the very early, very early, and very awful part of the Dan Snyder era, and that franchise still hasn't really recovered from it. But very uh, true. It, 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 you hang on to your butts, man. It, Sam Jackson knows. Hang on to your butts, dude. You're. It, it's. It's gonna be bumpy, and hopefully they can get that settled out. I, you know, I, we've talked about it time and time again. There are certain franchises that, when they're good, it's better for the league, and the 49ers are one of them. And yes. they just they just have they have a uh, they just have a big challenge in front of them with that guy getting his ego out of the way of doing the right thing for the franchise. So we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, obviously rebuilding mode uh, for them. And I guess uh, last but certainly not least, our very line stepping on Packer backer friend joining us <laughs> this very fine evening. Good old Matthew Philip West Whitfield. What's up, bro? <laughs> what are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. It's been a hell of a week. Had a lot of snow days. Had a lot of drama over here between cars breaking down and all kinds of random crap. But we had some fun in the snow. Kids were cute for the most part. So it's been good. It's been good. Back to work tomorrow, though. Back to the grind. <laughs> Where's Mr. T? <laughs> Mr. T, I pity the fool. We want that one. <laughs> oh, back to work, fool. <laughs> back to work, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Club a Lang. Club a Lang. Yeah. So remember this. 
Shut your trap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stop procrastinating, fool. And always remember. And you can't spell anger without the T. <laughs> <laughs> Back to work, fool. Shut up, fool. <laughs> fool. Yeah, that's right, man. Enough of this jibber jabber. There it is. All right. So realistically, I think our two meatiest topics, and uh, we have plenty of things to talk about, but I, th- I think our two meatiest things are really the uh, Clemson, Alabama, and Giants and Packers. I think that's probably going to be the stuff that runs most of the podcast. I mean, there's certainly other things to talk about. We have some good plays and some good moments, but obviously, you know, wild card weekend. It was fun. I think there was a lot of build up. It didn't quite deliver on that. I'm expecting the divisional round to be obviously at a, at a much higher level, but we did learn a lot from it. Uh, one is just how potent, obviously, the Steelers' offense can be with the, with all three of those guys on the field: Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and, and Roethlisberger. That's a that's a that's an offensive thing of beauty when it's clicking, man. I tell you what, good lord! But I don't think the Dolphins were up, were up to the challenge. But the Steelers definitely kicked their ass. Uh, Texans Raiders. It's kind of a throwaway game. Uh, nobody really has any. Exp- I don't care how many articles are written about. Oh, you know the Texans. If Javion Clowney, look, bro, they're not. They are not going. They are not going in New England and knocking off the Patriots. I mean, I, I just – it would take the most perfect football storm ever. They'd have to hurt almost every every person on the Patriots team, I think, to be able to pull that. I just don't see it. So will check would have to play, like, the second team all game. Third. Third stringers, man. <laughs> third practice squad. Practice squad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to elevate the whole practice squad up there. I'm just not feeling it. Um, the Seahawks and the Lions, I mean, you know, the Lions close out the season on a three-game losing streak, and they're just not the same. Stafford's, you know, injury to his hand, it, I just really believe that impacted him. And, you know, good for the Seahawks for showing up. Rawls was obviously a beast in that game. You know, it, it wasn't particularly pretty, but and it was close through a lot of the game, and then the Seahawks pulled away late. But the Lions just didn't have enough in the tank. And, you know, Giants-Packers, uh, certainly the game we built up the most last week, and you know, it, it was compelling, although it definitely got away from the Giants late. But that's, you know, the, the the Packers offense really got rolling in the second half. But not, you know, the Giants losing Dominic Rogers, cromartie hurt him quite a bit. Um, and then just just the butterballs, man. All all the drops really, really hurt them. So we'll get into all that stuff, of course. Um, and then really, again, man, just uh, topping off the weekend with that championship game on Monday. Although I got to tell you, man, I wish they would do something to speed up the college games just a smidge, man. Those things are long as balls, dude. Good. Yeah, that's, that's that's probably the one thing that they need to work on is just <clears throat> because the re- replays take so long, and with with the first downs it takes forever. I mean, freaking Clemson ran what ninety nine plays on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm ton. trying to hit. You know how on the Verizon you had like the thirty second skip. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you I, can make that 15, that. by the way. It would be over. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. You can reprogram your mode to do a 15-second skip if you prefer, or 15-second oh. skip if you prefer. If you didn't know that, go into your settings, and you can change that to a 15-second. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Which, for, 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 yeah, the more you know, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> now, I forgot. That totally threw a curveball at me, the more you know, man. I'm, now, now I'm just thinking of the, the damn the more you know video. That's really funny. The, the length of college games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it kicked off is at, it, what, 8.17. When did it actually? It felt like it ended at 12.30. Yes. I mean, that, it that was around like 12.30 when it ended. That was so a you're beast. talking over four hours. Just as a total side note, because we need to talk about the, the game game, but uh, can they do away with the, the clock stoppage at the at a first down or at least make it so it's only like the last 
I don't know, two minutes in a game or something. Or I mean, am I missing something? I just I don't know, I'm trying to think of ways that could kind of like up tempo this thing a little bit because it definitely I mean, dra- it definitely drags. If it's like the last like five minutes of like a half, I would be okay with that. But like first quarter with like 13 minutes to go, you don't need to stop the clock. No. It's just, it, you know, maybe you can shave 10 or 15 minutes off. I, I don't know. But, look, there are definitely some differences between the NFL and, and college football. There's some similarities, clearly. It's the game of football. But there are some rule things and some differences. By the way, oh, my God. They had, like, baby Ed Hockley out there for that thing. That dude, that, dude. That dude was ripped. You know I, I he totally was doing curls that week, dude. Dude, he, <laughs> you know he dropped down pregame and he was warming up, like knocking out some push ups and doing doing some triceps work. I mean, he rolled out with the big guns, man. I didn't know yeah, we, I didn't know we were gonna get the gun show during the national championship game, man. With the medium shirt, that's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, just a little tight there. You know, <laughs> you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Going Hulk Hogan on his calls, you know, first down, get yeah. the. Flexion yeah, dude, pose. it was it was great, man. Uh, you know like the, the, the flex feet. off, the flex off. Uh, you know it's it's like the uh, you know uh, Randy. Of course, you're a, you, you've played Borderlands, so it's like Mr. Tor- Can you imagine like Mr. Torg is a ref, right? It's, it's, that's <laughs> that's what be, we need, man. That would be what, phenomenal. That would be so fantastic. <laughs> I don't know who voices Mr. Torg. I, I don't know whatever voice actor does him, but I would love it if there was like a Mr. Torg ref soundboard. That would be phenomenal. Uh, that would be so much fun. But, you know, we need Ed Hockley, and I'd, I'd have to look up that ref's name, but that dude was stacked, stacked and packed. Mike Defee. Mike Defee? Yeah, dude. We need Hockley I mean, v. Defee, man. Like a like an MMA fight. All they're going to do is flex biceps at each other. It would be glorious. could be like Hans and Franz of referees. See? I, actually, even better. <laughs> Hans and Franz. We want to pump psh, you up. <laughs> so 15-hour penalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving him the business. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that bullweird cat from Clemson wasn't going to try his butt plug te- technique on the uh, defeat, man. <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, all kidding aside, though, all kidding aside, though, um, that really was a, a pretty fantastic end to the college football season, uh, and it certainly delivered in a way that the other two games had not. And, you know, some of that I think was just how good Alabama was and how good Clemson was, um, handling Ohio State and Washington. Although I mean, still Ohio State getting shellacked the way they did is still mind-blowing to me. Uh, but that really that really turned out to be an incredible story. And I think I think it was last week, may have been the week prior, we joked around and, you know, I, I remember as a kid – when Duke took it in the chin from UNLV. Uh, and that was such a tough L. And then to come back the next year, and granted, they got him in, they didn't get him in a championship game the next year, but they still had to go through UNLV. Uh, and they handled it. And there's something about, you know, when a team loses and they fight and they claw and they scrap and they get back and then they deliver, there's something really, really satisfying, not only as a sports story, uh, but as a human interest story. And obviously with Watson, I didn't realize that, he, you know, he grew up in, and uh, one of the things that, you know, Warwick Dunn built, builds houses. I forget the name of the project with that. Uh, and Shannon, you put that in the, either the sports or chat, maybe you tweeted it out. And I didn't know that about, about Watson. I thought it was, I did. That, I didn't either. And I, I just happened to catch it on Twitter. It was in 2006, uh, mm-hmm. work done. And work done, I think, lost his mom at a young age. Yeah. And he always gave back to his community. And he always, I think he's helped over 100 families build a house. I yeah, mean, it doesn't get as much coverage now as it did when he was playing. Right. Which is kind of a shame. 
You know, but yes. th- that picture of yeah, there it is. I, I found one of the, an article for the win, and uh, it was Warwick Dunn giving the Watson family the keys to their house in 2006. And there's Deshaun Watson in a black sweatshirt on the right, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Warwick Dunn working with Habitat for Humanity to furnish a new house near Atlanta to the Watsons via his charity that builds or rehabs homes for single parent families. Yes, because his mom was a single parent. I think she was a police officer, and she was shot and killed in the line of duty, and he always wanted to give back to single-parent families mm-hmm. and uh, obviously gave back to Deshaun Watson. And what that does is you're talking about a young kid who may not have had the best places growing up, and then he gets that, and then you know you feel settled, and obviously he has just sprung into a great man. And you saw him on the biggest stage of college football just shred an all-time defense. Well, yeah, I mean, he definitely put up a lot of numbers, you know, by, by the time you look at the stat sheet. But, you know, there's something <clears> – <throat> there's plenty of guys that put up big numbers that are meaningless, you know? Right. Um, and, and stat between the 20s or, you know, stat up in garbage time or stat that don't win. And I think there's something different about a, about a guy and – you know, I don't know what he'll do with the NFL level. I mean, people have already written in the – I think in his Wikipedia entry, they already killed his career because they said he got drafted by the Cleveland Browns. So they, end, <laughs> they ended his career. I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I've heard all the arguments about his accuracy being so-so and suspect and some other flaws he has in his game. And sometimes the college guys, it just doesn't always translate to the next level. But – you know, there's also something to be said for for guys that you know really compete and have been through certain things and know you know and, and they grow to overcome and they work at it. And I think that's the kind of person that we typically want to pull for. You know, in, yeah. until they do something that makes us not you know dislike them when they have that kind of a backstory and they've had to you know overcome a lot of that and they they develop and they grow into that kind of person, that kind of athlete, and there's that kind of story. Obviously, this is a sports podcast, so there's plenty of people that do great things outside of the realm of sports. We understand that. Um, Mark will always remind us when we when we hate a year for people dying, he'll remind us that there's a key perspective. There's good things happening in the world. Right, Mark? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, But from a human interest side, for people to do that for – Watson to have done that to have the kind of background that he does there's something extra compelling about him that makes you want to root for him and then for Clemson obviously Alabama is just the big dog you look at you know Saban's track record in championship games you look at you know where he is all time uh you know the potential to to match Bear Bryant I mean there's so much history there and Alabama has been so ridiculously good it feels like, you know what I mean? I mean, it just feels like they're there every single year at this point. That's a hell of a Absolutely. program. And it's major kudos to Saban uh, for his recruiting and the kind of program he's built at Alabama. Uh, but it's, you know, it's nice to see another team come up and knock, you know, take the giant down. And, and that's what Clemson really accomplished. And that's a hell of a thing. We can talk about some flaws that maybe Alabama had that weren't really exposed. But, you know, Clemson exposed those in part because they – were such a good team. I know Colin Coward, th- you know, apparently argued they were frauds. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny when you go back and look at it, isn't it? And you yeah. think about that. Some of the things that people say to make news and make hay, and you still have to settle it on the field. And you know, Clemson settled that on the field. If you thought they were a fraud, well, guess what? <laughs> Too bad for you. They delivered. Uh, they overcame a lot, and you know, to beat Alabama. 
it's just a tremendous sports accomplishment. And I know, you know, yeah, Alabama had some baggage this year. You got this whole thing with Kiffin and then turning the offense over to Sark. You got, obviously, you have a, a very, very young quarterback leading that team, and he struggled with some of the, you know, middle of the field and some of the deep balls. You know, those things happen. It's still a hell of a defense. And, you know, Clemson found a way to, to put points on the board. And I think at the end of the day, you know, like I was, I was really worried about Clemson. When it was 14-0, I was really worried about Clemson, man. I was really worried yeah. about them. Um, and then, you know, you have these little snippets from this game that are just so memorable. You have Watson nearly getting beheaded by, I forget the name of the dude that clocked him, but I mean, they about ripped that Ruben dude's Foster. about ripped his head off. Man, that was a hell of a hit. Uh, and then you had so the third the, play of the game. I mean, that was rough, dude. The Bama defense set the tone from the beginning. Like they were just hitting dudes as hard as they could from the beginning of that game. And you saw Watson in that first quarter. He was a little shook, man. Mm-hmm. That was, it was hard not to be after that kind well. of a hit. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't performing very well in that first quarter. He, he was a little gun shy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you have to give credit to that to that shot. I think it was a personal foul. He ended up giving him 15 yards out of it. But Bama gladly took it. But they, they set the tone, man. Them boys were hitting hard. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, it, they, those were NFL hits. Those weren't college hits. It was funny. Dan Patrick, uh, you know, this week, he, he was talking about how that was a, a more violent game than a lot of NFL games. Yes. Because of the kind Absolutely. of hits that they let him do. I mean, I mean, I mean, Mike Williams got hammered. Watson got hammered. And then you had the, of course, I was, anytime, anytime there's a helicopter hit, I always, I can't help but think back to Elway in the Super Bowl. But, Correct. you know, Watson yes. getting, you know, getting helicoptered was pretty savage. Uh, and then just, you know, the evolution of the game, just the grit to get, you know, hit and hit and hit and hit and hit hard. And Mike Williams steps up big. Renfro steps up big. Watson steps up big. Just tremendous. By the time the game is actually done, uh, so many big time plays, and just maybe some Herculean kind of football efforts to really gut out and grind out that victory, and then just the cojones that were involved. And you can argue on the pick plays and the rubs and this and that, but and some people will. But it's just tremendous, tremendous. So I guess realistically, Shannon and Mark, when you when you look at the story and the evolution of that game. With Alabama getting up 14-0, what do you think really set the stage for Clemson to do what they did? And obviously Alabama, you know, <laughs> super close. It's not like they, they totally fell apart at the end. You know, some people argue maybe their defense got gassed with all the plays Clemson ran. But the story of the game, your takeaway, how was Clemson able to, you know, come back and fight back from being down 14-0 to, to find a way to, to pull that one out and win that thing in such dramatic fashion? I'll tell you, man, I, there was one play that they ran about four times. It was a tunnel screen where Watson would kind of throw behind the line of scrimmage to a receiver. They had like a three-receiver set, and they would just pick one guy, throw it to him. He would catch it. And Deion Kane did this in the second quarter. He got about 44 yards out of the game. And, but it was like just this quick tunnel screen, and he would just – the receivers would block, and he just kind of found his way down the field. And that that one play, I think, got him at least a hundred. I don't know, at least sixty, not sixty, maybe almost a hundred yards total mm-hmm. that they ran it. 
and that for whatever reason Alabama would just overplay and when they would run that screen everybody would be overplayed and they would get a first down mm-hmm. every single time and that kind of broke the ice for them in the second quarter that led to them getting to the goal line and Watson running in that first touchdown you know <sighs> okay we're good we're on the board we're we're okay mm-hmm. so i think that play in particular really kind of helped them out also, on third down, man, I cannot count the number of times Clemson just ran a slant. Like, they would have third and five, third and three, or whatever. They would just run a slant, get a first down. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Whether it was Williams, Leggett, Renfro. I mean, y- you could count on it every single time. Third and short, slant, boom. So, those couple plays. That, and Bama never really made an adjustment for those plays. No, they... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Go ahead. how much do you think the loss of Bo Scarborough hurt them? It was tremendous. When he left the game, he had 16 rushes for 93 yards and two touchdowns, mm-hmm. 57 yards of after contact. If Bo Scarborough is in that game, I guarantee you in the fourth quarter, he's getting at least 16 carries. Oh, they're, they're, I'm sure they would have been. Him uh, yeah, I'm sure they would have been piling some carries on that dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure the game plan was if Bo gets about 30 carries, they're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. And Clemson's, you know, as as bad as this sounds, they were very fortunate that he was out of that game because yeah. I think a lot of their Bama's issues at the end of the third. Well, two plays later, after he got hurt, they threw that long touchdown to OJ Howard. But I think in the fourth quarter, early on, that when Clemson was having those drives where they would get the touchdown, that hurt them a lot because mm-hmm. they could have just milked the clock. Even if they didn't get a score, Bo's going to be good for one or two first downs, milking the clock, take some time off. So that that injury, I think, really hurt Bama. Those, those other running backs, as good as they are, they're not Bo. Yeah. I mean, Bo... <laughs> The the best the best part of the championship game was when Kirk Cousins tweeted out a pick of Bo Scarborough <laughs> as a sophomore in high school and him as a junior, and he's like, "This is why I was not recruited <laughs> to Alabama." Yeah, he looks like normal, like random, average dude, and Scarborough looks like he's playing in the NFL in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh, that dude, dude, that dude was huge, man, huge and sculpted too. Oh yeah, no, he's ripped. Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely ripped very very cut i could tell a dude uh dude uh, uh athletically blessed and certainly worked his ass off to be cut the way that, to, to be cut that way so it's a shame he got hurt i mean it, it really it, is it's a shame he got it, hurt it truly is um, because i would have loved to seen you know both teams at full strength obviously yeah. that's never gonna happen but, I mean, but that's the nature man. that's the nature of football man that's the nature of football you know you take some hard hits in the game and, and you get up and you keep going or you know, occasionally sometimes you get knocked out but I, I was thinking for a moment that in, in spite of Bo, you know, getting knocked out and being out when uh, Hurt hooked up with uh, and bombed out to Howard, man, that I think it was a 68-yard touchdown pass. Um, it was. And it put him up 24-14. You know, Clemson fans had to be like, God, that stupid Howard again. <laughs> yeah, Van, Van Smith, uh, one of their corners, blew that coverage. And OJ Howard, I, I, he's fast. Because he torched him last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, for like 200 yards. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. 
And so, it was a similar play. I mean, like it was yeah. a blown coverage, long 60-yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. It was uh, nearly identical. Freaking, uh, what's his face? Uh, the kid that's going to play for the Patriots someday. <laughs> Renfro. Um, I mean, he oh, yeah. had two touchdowns oh, yeah. again. So, I mean, yeah. it was almost identical to last year with some of the guy's stats. That dude looks like he's like an accountant or an NBA guy. It's so funny. So funny. Yeah. He'll, he'll be on the Patriots for sure. <laughs> if I remember correctly with Renfro, let me scroll to my notes. Yeah. Four of his 11 career receiving touchdowns are in the uh, college football playoffs versus Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it's good. like, you know what? If you're going to go big or go home, right? Go big right. or go home, man. He showed up, showed up at, the, at the most important times, man. That, that's, that's pretty fantastic. This, by the way, is the first time ever, ever under Nick Saban that Alabama entered the fourth quarter with a double-digit lead and lost the game. I mean, you know, you, you, sometimes you, you, it's like you have to break history to make history, and, and that's what Clemson did. I mean, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, three lead changes in the last roughly about four and a half minutes of the game. And for Clemson to take the lead, to go 28-24, and, and for Bama to get the ball back, they got you know, three minutes or so on the clock. They got trip Quick plays. for there, Justin. Say what? When Clemson took the lead 28-24. It was the first time all year that, that Bama had trailed in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. What an incredible stat. Isn't that crazy? It's it's very, very much crazy. And, you know, you have to wonder, you think about the the veteran Watson, right? And there's kind of this green, this kind of raw quarterback and hurts. It's an absolutely fascinating contrast. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's you're yeah. on different sides of the fence. And then to lose... Scarborough and some of the other stuff that's happening. I mean, it, it obviously it, it's an issue, but I mean, who knows what what Hertz is going to end up being, right? But I think in college, in particular, you get these, you know, the seniors and the guys that have been there for two, been playing for two or three, four years. You know what I mean? And there's right. something about those moments for them and growing your game and, and being with your team. And I loved how Bullware after the game, I'm pretty sure it was Bullware, started just name dropping all these people that had helped rebuild the program and had been there before them and, you know, just mm-hmm. started talking about all these other players and other teammates. And I thought that that was a really nice touch because it, it does, you know, part of it does, we forget sometimes, yeah, I mean, the championship is one year. It's that one team. But when you build a program, which is what Daba was done, you know, when you build a program, you have the predecessors. You have the people that help lay the foundation, and you keep building, and you keep building, and you keep building, and you get better, and you get better, and you take a step, and you take a step. And that's that's what Clemson has done. That's Absolutely. a that's a damn good team, man. Uh, and and Dabo's done the a, bottom, man. Yeah, that's a really good team. Dabo's done a done a hell of a job. He deserves some kudos for sure. But flipping back to this real quick, we'll burn through a couple things, and then obviously we need to get Mark to chime in on this too. But you know, they have the trick play. <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat. The old double pass to the running back, and then he stroked one down to Howard on the sideline. It was actually a pretty that, good. Th- that was, that was a good throw by Damian Harris, man. That was a, that was a nice throw, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But you know, first and second. Harris or Stewart that threw that? I thought that was Stewart. It I was thought Stewart was it Stewart. I thought it was Harris. Well, either way, whoever the running back that threw that ball, man. Yeah, Stewart wh- was a quarterback in high school. Well, that might help explain that throw. <laughs> That's for sure. 
Then that sets up first and ten to thirty, and Jalen Hurst drops back, looking for a play, and he just takes off with the ball. Man, slips to the defense, you know, evading and, and the classic uh, breaking free. <laughs> he broke free for the touchdown, man. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Bama takes the lead back, right? Clemson gets the ball under two minutes, and uh, Deshaun Watson hits Mike Williams. The, the clock is still ticking. He hits Renfro for a first down with 24 seconds left, and they're sitting on some timeouts, man. And you just have all this drama at the end. Second and 10 of the 26, Watson hits Jordan Leggett, and that was a great catch by Leggett. Man, him stretched out, kind of you know bringing that ball in. The Tigers he getting, redeemed himself. Uh, yeah, with that catch. yeah. He he had he had a, a not so great moment. <laughs> But that certainly was a big-time baller moment. It gets Clemson inside the 10. Second and goal from the 9. One timeout left. Watson you know, misses Williams, but it's really because of defensive P.I., which does get called, and it sets up Clemson first and goal. Look, there's six six seconds left, and I remember in the sports group chat, I'm like, well, they have to go for it, don't they? <laughs> you at least got to have, like, one play, right? And uh, Mark was like, yep, <laughs> you got to do it, man. And uh, look, man, first and goal, six seconds left. Watson rolls out. A little rub or a little pick play helps create some space for Hunter Renfro, and you have the go-ahead touchdown, man. 35-31, Clemson takes the lead, and then they have the old troll tied on some kick later. And, I mean, it, it just – what what a what a sequence of events for the hits, the you know, all the stuff that kind of led up to the fourth quarter as the teams are feeling each other out, making adjustments, you know, hard hits, all the stuff that goes into it, and just the guts – you know, because there are teams that certainly could have and would have folded if they had gotten a go-ahead touchdown, and then Alabama goes marches right down and scores again. You know what I mean? Uh, and Cle- and Clemson didn't, man. That that they didn't they didn't fold early, and they didn't fold late. That's a credit to the team. That's a credit to the players. That's a credit to Dabo. You know what I mean? That's a credit to Clemson because that that's a lot of pressure, man. Take taking out Alabama in this context, that's a lot of pressure, and they delivered. Of course, it's pressure on Alabama, too. Yeah. As physical as Alabama was as well. I mean, there's very few teams in the country that can withstand that kind of physicality. Yeah. And Clemson was able – I mean, Watson, I can't tell you how many shots that guy took. You know, and not not the kind at the bar when D-Stat's having a good night. (laughs) Nice. I mean, just the shots that dude was taking. I mean, those guys were hitting so hard. And it was such a violent game. It just reminded you of just old school football. Mm-hmm. Like real old school defense is just going to beat you and just wear you down. But Clemson was able to just, you know, stick with it, stick with it, and really just wear down that defense enough to where, you know, a step or two and they couldn't hang with. Renfro and like that 26 yard touchdown and Mike Williams my gosh the catches that he made in the fourth quarter Ooh, big time I mean buddy. he had three of the most ridiculous catches in that game in that fourth quarter that you will see and it, he was just money like if that ball got near him he was catching it that dude was money and speaking of money Deshaun Watson had four receivers of 90-plus yards in that game. He spread the ball around. He wasn't focused on just one guy. Mm-hmm. I think Leggett had uh, seven for 95. Yep. Williams, eight for 94. Uh, Deion Kane, who, by the way, was suspended last year mm-hmm. for the game because he, I don't know what he did, but apparently he's been good ever since. He's 
behaved himself, so he's become a model citizen, redeemed himself, 5 for 94. Uh, An old Hunter Renfro. Old Hunter, 10 for 92, two scores. Yep. So, I mean, spreading the ball around and those guys coming up big, uh, it was just, it was a total team effort by Clemson, and they needed every second, every yard, every one of those guys to step up. Mm-hmm. It, just tremendous, dude. I just, I'm telling you, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I have to put it right there with Texas USC. Um, it was one of the two best championship games I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, Mark, let me ask you this then. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> Shannon and I have just kind of been going off you know, <laughs> chatting about this game. But uh, I know, obviously, you're a pretty big college football guy, too. So, you know, what do you take away from this game, whether it's coaching, players, moments, injuries, hits, whatever? I mean, you know, what set the stage for this to you know play out the way that it did? That and how big of a bath did the books take on that one? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I knew going into it, I mean, you know, the public was, was heavy on Clemson. I was heavy on Clemson. Uh, both in rooting interest and, and, and betting interest, just everything across the board. I, I totally agree with the the concept that's you know, if there was a team whose offense could at least, you know, ruffle Bama's feathers a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of different weapons. They, they come at you a lot of different ways. You can't just, you know, game plan for one thing against Clemson. So, I mean, that Alabama defense is ridiculous. And, you know, not, nothing, you know, nothing changes that. This game doesn't change that. You know, I think <laughs> – I, I trust me. I get why you guys are, you know, having fun bantering, and, and and we could easily spend, you know, we could probably do a six-hour podcast on that game. And I mean, that's <laughs> how, how epic it was. Um, and, and it's because, you know, if you're, I mean, obviously, if you're a Bama fan, you're not happy with the result. But in, in terms of enjoyment of a game, I, you got a hell of a game. If you're a Clemson fan, you got a hell of a game. And if you're just a neutral observer, you got a hell of a game. Yes. Both teams absolutely had their chances. Obviously, the game started off completely dominated by by Bama and and that was where I was with you and I was I was nervous I was like all right I mean Clemson but I I knew how good they were so I wasn't panic panic but I was like all right but they, they've got to turn this around here shortly right they, they, they have to they have to figure out a way to say look um you know we are not going to just roll over we just need to get something to get our confidence up just 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 something mm-hmm. you know so, something to roll our way uh, Roll Watson, Tigers, as, as as Shannon said, Watson, Watson and, and you know I, I often get you know nauseated by some of the commentary, but they were absolutely right. Watson <clears throat> was being a little tentative, and you get it with that front you know front four of, of Bama. You're not going to e- find easy running lanes out the middle, right. and he just couldn't find anything. And I think he was being too patient, and they weren't being very great on offense, and they were just getting stuffed. And so, but I was like, all right, all they need is just one positive drive, one score, and they finally had that phenomenal, you know, drive to make it a 14-7. Uh, was it 14-7 or 17-7? When they got 14-7. The- <clears throat> yeah, because of the 14-7 halftime. But I was like, all right, there we go. I mean, that, that just, you know, I, I, they, as, as little as, I mean, 14 nothing at halftime, you know, wouldn't be, you know, devastating to overcome, but they – I worry that they wouldn't have, you know, come out with the confidence that they could, you know, get it done. Um, they really needed something to, to get it rolling on offense. So, um, man, it's just, I, uh, yeah, I, shoot, I could do my own podcast for six hours <laughs> just talking <laughs> myself about the game. 
Uh, you know, I was obviously pretty you know bitter from not just the Giants' disappointment over the weekend, but just uh, an overall lack of good good football, enjoyable close games over the weekend. So well, that, I, I was yeah. Know, we didn't get a lot of dramatic finishes. Lot, but... If you wanted a dramatic, compelling finish, wasn't really there <laughs> in great. NFL. <laughs> I kept ranting about in the, in the sports group chat that we just we needed a quality game. We deserved yeah. a quality, close, entertaining game. Absolutely. And man, I mean, just just you know, roller coaster back and forth. What a finish! Um, as Shannon said multiple times, some on just unbelievable catches. I mean, those Clemson wide receivers, those guys, I get so such ridiculously high marks for me. And and you know, obviously, what what better than you know. You know, <laughs> winning touchdown, you know, a second left on the clock. Mm-hmm. And maybe the biggest play by Renfro may not have been, even been the touchdown. It may have been the tackle he made mm-hmm. after the second Gallman fumble in the third quarter, where if he doesn't go hard after the Bama defender, it's 21-7, because that guy's just going to walk right in, Right, uh, Ryan Anderson. But Renfro just got in there, made the tackle, and the Clemson defense held mainly because Cam Robinson got a false start right off the bat. Uh, the guy that won the Outland Trophy was going to be a top-five pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. But that, that tackle was huge. Yeah. Because you're talking, like, the pressure at the end of the game is they have to get a touchdown, not, well, if we don't get it, we can just kick the field goal. Right. So it's a different and, kind and of it, And it sure felt like after, you know, after the first, uh, you know, I, I don't know, first half of the game, maybe maybe less than that, I obviously, you know, hurts for Alabama just kind of hit a wall where, you know, without without Bo, Clemson just wasn't scared (laughs) on defense at all. I mean, they just hurts. Obviously, still, you know, I I don't understand how they got the wide open pass on the sideline, and I don't understand how he broke free up the middle for his, you know, touchdown to take the lead back there in the fourth quarter. But I mean, outside of you know broken plays. He just couldn't do anything, and I, 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 I've got plenty of respect for him. And I mean, he's a, he's a true freshman. I mean, yeah. So give him, give him some time. But yeah, they had the- right after, right before the OJ Howard touchdown, they had actually called a timeout. Bama did, so they had time to talk about it on the sideline mm-hmm. prior to that play. So that was the first play right out of that timeout, Mark. So that's. To your point, that's why he was able to do that. He was able to talk it over with the coach, and they worked something out. That's fair. I did like, uh, I think it was Terrell Owens. I might be wrong about who tweeted it, but they just had a picture of the back of Hurts, like his jersey, after that loss. And I was like, yeah. So, Mark, Mark, I I dug this one out for you. Because, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, grieving over the end of that season we know everybody hurts down there right a little rem although i think you know quite frankly i think i'd rather go johnny cash on on i could do the nine inch nails one but i I, this is one of my all-time favorite covers of any song because it's like the original better but well no i love the original sure but I mean, there's something about, you know, yeah. I mean, it just it it, it it's it's him being old and and you know, just all the things that went into what his life was, just the emotion, you know what I mean? That's in it. It's so real, right? Vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's it's brilliant. So. Mm-hmm. 
It's a hell of a cover. But I guess Mark Mark clearly wants Mark wants the original. So I need a little metal in my life. There you go. Everybody hurts. But you're gonna get a lot you're gonna get four you know, well, you're gonna have several more years of hurts with Alabama. Yep. Yeah, and 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 they they shouldn't be upset at that because he's no. got a lot of natural ability. Uh, he's got great coaches around him. He's got plenty of weapons. Uh, yeah, I'm not you know, I'm not coming down on him, but so hard because mm -hmm. again, he's a true freshman, and you know, being put in a you know national championship game, it's a huge spot. He did some really good things. He, he didn't did. seem to be like shaken at all by anything. He was very yeah. even keel. Either he Good hides point. it really well, or he's yeah. just like, poof, <clears throat> you know. He, 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 they definitely didn't lose the game because of him, obviously. No, no, no. He wasn't. No turnovers by him. No sacks. So I, he he did everything he could. I've it, thirteen of thirty-one's not desirable, but you know. Well, true freshman, he bro. definitely needs to work. Go ahead. A true, a true freshman against that Clemson defense, man. That, that's that's tough ask. Yeah. With no Bart, no no bow. Yeah, lo losing bow. It, it was such a huge component for how they were set up, what they were doing on offense. But he definitely missed on some throws in the middle and some deep throws, and you know th those things will come together in time. Um, that's a that's a big ask of that kind it of guy. Is. It, it is, and he he still he was very clutch in some moments. That run late was incredible. Yeah, that good job by incredible. the Clemson guys to not tackle him because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bama would have really milked the clock there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, you know, I I enjoyed that game quite a bit, um, and I loved for anybody that missed it, man. I loved the kind of just the post game with how emotional uh, Dabo was. And does does anybody have a better name than him? <laughs> just just say it, Shannon. Dabo Swinney. Yeah, I mean it's a great name, right? But I love I love this little piece. I might have to bring the audio up, but uh, I just love this piece. This is in the post game, and and, and, and you know he he's just chatting about it, and you can see it. You know that there there were some clips on the sideline where he was down on one knee, and he's just looks so emotional, right? So emotional, and uh, I I will admit I didn't realize that he was a walk on at Alabama. Yes, didn't he know was. that, and he's actually the first person to win an AP national title as a player and a head coach since the nineteen fifties. He won a title in '92 with Alabama, and then obviously oh, well, this, that was a good team. Yeah. yeah, and then this year with 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 Clemson. I mean, it's a pretty unusual statistic, you know. But you could just see the emotion in his face, and then his and then hear it in his voice. And I, I thought that was fantastic. So I'll play this little clip for you. Yeah, Dabo. I mean, this is only God can do this. Take a guy like me from Pelham. Go to Alabama, win a national championship, come to Clemson and have a chance to win a national championship against the best team in the country up until the last second of this game. And to see my guys fight and just believe. I told them tonight, I told them that the difference in the game was going to be love. It's been my word, my word all year has been love. And I said tonight, we're going to win it because we love each other. We're going to love each other. I don't know how we're going to win it. I told him at the halftime, guys, we're going to win the game. I don't know how, but we're going to win it. And, and man, just, I, I mean, I'm just so thankful and blessed. And it just doesn't even seem real to me. I'm thankful to the good Lord, all the our, our players, 
been an unbelievable eight years. And uh, this is for all of our teams because they're all a part of this. They all get a piece of this trophy. Our staff, but just the heart of these guys. Maybe now everybody will understand when I tell them Deshaun Watson's the best player in the country. He showed it again tonight on the biggest stage. But eight years ago, my goal was to, to put Clemson back on the top. Well, you succeeded getting Clemson back on the top for sure. And, and tonight, that's a reality. And listen, I love the University of Alabama. I love the people there. Coach Satan's so gracious. The heart of their team. This was this will go down as one of the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about it. But it was our night and it was our time. And this has been a process in the making for us. But hats off to my team. And, and I'm just so happy for the Clemson Nation. I mean, and he just looks like he's just on the verge of tears the whole time. He was just the whole time, and that it really was it really was great to see. Really was great to see. So, you know, a tip of the cap from the sports brew certainly to uh, old Dabo and Clemson and I mean Alabama too. I mean, uh, you know, you don't get a game like that without two pretty damn good teams. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you, when you get something that's a classic, that's historic, that is all time, that is that compelling, that has that many big plays and, and all the story that goes into that, that takes two, that takes two incredible teams to end up with a, an incredible game like that. So gentlemen, yes, from us, from us to you, good job. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the, the finishes this year that college has given us? I mean, sports in general, but college gave us a buzzer-beating three in the national title game. And then you get this game, one of the two best that I could ever remember in a national title game. I mean, that's just it's a that's a good year, bro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I touched on it earlier, but I, and I didn't want to forget about it. A couple things real quick. Uh, when Colin Coward talked about Clemson maybe being a fraud, I loved this, you know, uh, post game presser. And uh, Dabo uh, said, uh, The guy that called us a fraud, ask Alabama if we're a fraud. Was the name Colin Coward? I never met him. I don't know him. Ask Alabama if we're a fraud. Ask Ohio State if we're a fraud. Ask Oklahoma <laughs> if we're a fraud. The only fraud is that guy because he didn't do his homework. I hope y'all print that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, think of this though. That was pretty funny. <clears throat> Dabo had to beat Urban Meyer and Nick Saban to win a national title. That's a hell of that's a hell of a thing to do. Yep. That's, that's a no hell joke. of a thing to do. Uh clearly <laughs> clearly a lot of people <laughs> sorry for the atheists out there right now, but clearly a lot of people had to say their prayers, right? Or they're saying their prayers at the end of that game. And I love there was a South Carolina church that had a <laughs> sign up. Yes. If y'all didn't see it, and it, it, they had a sign in front of this church, man, and it said, "If you made any promises on Clemson's last drive, service starts at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag all in at ten. Thought that was great. <laughs> so kudos to Piedmont United Methodist Church in Upstate South Carolina. That that was funny. That was funny. We just sent it in the chat. I meant to send that earlier. Yeah. It no, it's all good, man. That, that, that was a classic. That was a classic, man. That was well played, man. I, I always get a kick out of those things because it's like a little bit of local flavor, and I think that that's always good to see. You know what I mean? But it's true. Yeah. Because yeah, you know. They're like, come on, come on, please, please. 
you know, that's better than those staged, we broke, you know, the Alabama fan breaks their TV or that garbage. Oh, God. I just want to say real quick, and yeah. you, you highlighted, and, and I'm glad you did mention, I, I love Bull Wears, um, you know, post-game you know, commentary like like you highlighted where he was, you know, giving credit to everybody who came before him. Mm-hmm. Hey, I loved it, how fiery he was. I mean, great, great, great emotion, great energy. You know, he was he was riled up, but you know, I love somebody giving giving credit to the people that came before before him. Uh, that was a great great speech. But I also, I mean, I'll admit I didn't know much about him, you know, prior to the game. Um, he was a beast in the game too, and I, I love the way he plays. I mean, I'll, I'll even give myself a little pat on the back. You know, I when I played. You know, I think similar to him, um, though I'm not comparing myself to him. <laughs> what he was great at is what I, you know, my coach what, you, say. You, you grab really people by the so. taint? <laughs> no, he he, he, <laughs> reads, he he reads the play so well. I mean, dude just was No awesome. wonder everybody hurt. Now I know why. <laughs> D-Stat <laughs> was up in there crushing him. <laughs> no, dude, dude was, he, he read so many plays perfectly and he'd be in the backfield he would see the you know screen yeah, way early right. I mean, he, he was just nasty with you know some of those reads so i mean i i like i said didn't know much about him prior, prior to the game i'll admit but uh huge fan. that hit in the third quarter he had on stewart where he yeah. sent stewart's mouthpiece flying Woo. Yeah. But you know like what? you said mark he he read a lot of play. like he was calling out bama's plays yeah or they were even hiking it, and they had to be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, wait, huh? Yeah, <laughs> now that was a play that, in the fourth quarter. Like he called the screen, and like that was like second and ten, and they were like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Six yard loss, third and sixteen. <laughs> I was on that uh, drive of Bama's. I always love a nice mouthpiece flying out. That's oh, to be to rough. be to be accurately self. Self-deprecating. I, I'm a lot slower to get to the, where the play was going, but I, but I read it well. I read the play as well. I'm just a lot slower to get. I read it well. I didn't get it. Did, uh, uh, I figured. Uh, did, <laughs> I don't remember the last time anybody tongued a trophy as as thoroughly as Bullwear did. <laughs> yeah. Bullwear is a different cat, yeah. man. Yeah, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Now, did he like get hurt in the game last year, or get hurt right before the game and he couldn't play? If I'm not, if I remember I, correctly, I don't, I, without looking it up, I don't recall. Very possible. Was Ben Bulware? I think. The song he... of the night, man. Everybody hurts, especially Alabama fans right now, or anybody that Bulware butt plugged somewhere along the line. <laughs> Digging in the pile, man. Just saying. <laughs> Digging for gold. <laughs> yeah. Arr. <laughs> oh, and um, note to Ryan Anderson. Don't hold up the championship belt in the third quarter. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Blows up in your face. Incidentally, kudos to the ACC, man. Mentioned it a little bit last uh, last week, but yo, Florida State delivered the other year. Clemson delivered this year. You know, all these people that knob slobber on the SEC, man. How about a little gloss for the ACC, dude? And Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. How about, how about a little gloss for the ACC, man? You know that that's a that's a football conference that uh, yeah they did some uh, they did some heavy lifting this year, and even yeah. Wake Forest once they got rid of that reporter that was selling out their secrets to everybody they won a couple of games. I mean Wake Forest may <laughs> win a national title next. You never year. know they don't have a reporter like submarine in their chances. Why Jeez. not? Why not? <laughs> but yeah, no that, that again I, I just. 
kudos to Clemson, man. I, you know, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. And I hope college football fans, outside of Alabama fans, obviously, I know that you guys didn't, but y'all have won plenty. I feel no pain for y'all. I feel no pain for, you know what I mean? Y'all have plenty of, yeah. like, championships and chips and rings and all that kind of stuff. Clemson was 34 years between uh, championships, and I think the longest longest drought between championships the the uh, it was Auburn. Um, they had 52 between 57 and 2010. So, you know, 34 years is a pretty long title drought. Plenty of teams have never won a single one, but uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, certainly to see as we wrap up this game uh, two things that are kind of neat uh, last year of course Alabama won 45 to 40 this year Clemson wins 35 to 31 your total score over two years is Alabama 76 Clemson 75 wow think about how good that is right not bad that's yep. really good yeah it's pretty beast so um, I tell you what a little walk-off thoughts on the NCAA championship game and I don't know I don't know how, how big of a bath the uh, books took, but I saw some big numbers flying around there. But, yeah, man, oh, what a show. What a show. What a show. We can complain about the length of the game or how much time there is between the end of the, of the regular season and, you know, the college football playoffs and what a dud the opening weekend was as far as com- a, a competitive standpoint. Uh, but we, they definitely – the title game ended up working out the right way. And it goes to show you that – how valuable, at least for now, the four-team playoff is. Settle on the field and, you know, silence the critics. Clemson did it. Hellified, man. Hellified. Hellified. Kudos, Clemson. Mm. Any wrap-up thoughts, Mark, Shannon? Uh, no, I think we covered it. I mean, I, like okay. I said, if wanted could, could easily do the five or six hour podcast, but doing, uh, doing what we're doing, I think, uh, summed it up well, All unbelievably right. entertaining. Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more with McGuffin between that and Texas USC, UFC, the two best, you know, national championship games I've seen in my lifetime. So, uh, you know, I know we feel like bowl season you know, has a lot of duds and, and, you know, a lot of struggles, but I feel like, you know, I got to admit that the, the playoff, you know, seems to be working. We definitely have gotten, you know, a couple of, you know, great, great games, great matchups. And I mean, this was just unbelievable. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man, let's go ahead and wrap up segment one. We'll come back for segment two. We obviously got to get on some NFL stuff. I know, uh, you know, D stack can't wait to talk about Giants Packers, man. Can't wait. As Bart Scott would say, but look, man, keywords of sports and brew. You can find us all over the place. iTunes, Stitcher radio, Obviously, we're hosted on Podbean, man, and they got some award stuff going on. So if you go to the Podbean page on Facebook, feel free to like drop a little dap and a little gloss at the Sports Brew, man. They have all these amateur podcasts. We need some love. We like love. Who doesn't like love? Remember Love with the Glove with Gary Payton? That episode that was that was fun times. So uh, yeah, man, if you want to drop a little dap, a little gloss at us, we're not going to say no. No, I'm saying. Uh, anywho, uh, again, keyword sports and brew iTunes, Google Play, all that kind of stuff, man. Uh, LiveSportsCaster.com. They're always cool. And, again, main feed on Podbean. Uh, We're the Sports Brew. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Lord knows how to get a uh, fresh and tasty cold beer. And uh, tonight's episode of The Brew, man, I am crushing this. This has been my flavor du jour as of late. A little three-notch, 40-mile IPA. Because uh, that's what Costco's been having stocked up. And, you know, right. the good wife, man, the good wife has been picking up the beer for me at <laughs> Costco. So, no hate. And happy birthday, Schmo. 
Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Schmo. That's right. Woo! Happy you birthday. know what that means, Captain. Yes, sir. <laughs> it means we're going to Hawaii, man. That island. Come on, I want to lay ya. Gotta make sure she gets that birthday loving, yeah, man. That's right. That's right, man. Uh, what, was that grumpy old men or grumpier old men where they had that? Was it Burgess Meredith? At yeah, the, at, at the, the back end. Yeah, at the back end, they had all the cuts, all the uh, like outtakes or whatever, and he had all that stuff where he's like in the grocery store holding melons and salami and all that stuff. It was great. <laughs> oh, dude, I, 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 that's, that's a movie I need to go back and watch again for sure. I mean, obviously, Mark's not grumpy, nor is he an old man. It's just the rest of us that are afflicted with that disease, right? <laughs> and you know what we say. What's that? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Come on, Shannon. You say it way better than that. That was weak sauce, man. Get off my lawn. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. All right, so we're going to switch gears. Obviously, we have to talk about some NFL stuff, and uh, Mark needs to pull the ripcord a little bit early tonight, and it's it's totally cool. So we're going to lead out with uh, Packers and Giants, which really the storylines were so good. I think that was the – Really one of the most compelling games. Although it was great to see the Steelers offense really put that together. That was fun. If you're a Steelers fan, you enjoyed that one. Dolphins fan, not so much. But uh, that and I love the fact that uh, Matt Moore's like Wikipedia page was updated to say he was dead <laughs> after that hit. From... Dude. Dude, he got crushed, man. Oh. He got crushed. Who was it that blew him up? Do you remember? Uh, Dupree, yeah. Yeah, Dupree. Oh, you, you, me, and Dupree, man. Good God. He what? lit he, he lit more up, brother. I'm surprised that guy made it back in the game. Surprised Dude, Twitter, I was, Twitter just, as soon as that hit, they didn't even bother to find out what happened. It was like, he's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, without even knowing how the play, rest of the play went, everybody's like, he's dead. <laughs> that that was a monstrous, monstrous, monstrous. Oh my gosh! Woo! But we got to do we got to do Giants Packers. We'll we'll get to Steelers Dolphins and some of that other stuff. So now, granted, and I don't I don't know where Whitfield is. We'll see if he pops his head back up over the course of uh, this this segment for uh, Mark has to rip court out. But man, the storylines going into the Packers Giants game it was just tremendous. We talked a lot about the Giants defense. Um, we had mentioned how they had won a lot of games, only scoring about you know. 20-ish points, and that they were going to have to score more than that against Green Bay. And, you know, they didn't do it. And it's one of those things I think, you know, boot and field goals caught up to them in that game. Uh, obviously, the, they had a lot of drops. And, you know, people, there's a lot of stuff that ties into this game. Fair or not, wrong or right, doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if you don't deliver then you get opened up the optics get open opened up for certain kinds of criticism and so there's multiple things that kind of there's like blowback from this game and part of it is you know just the state of the Packers offense which right now is pretty tremendous uh with Rodgers granted you know Jordy took a pretty big hit in that game I think it was Leon Leon Hall if I remember correctly totally lit him up with the crown of the helmet and and into his ribs uh, knocked him out of that game, and realistically, you know, it might knock him out of the rest of the playoffs. We'll see. That's gonna take. That's gonna take a lot of guts uh, for Jordy to play with because he has two broken ribs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. yeah. I mean, that that's some painful stuff. So, obviously, as a wide receiver, you're gonna be stretching out, so you're gonna be susceptible to some big uh, to some big hits. So that that's that's a tough break. 
Uh, that being said, just the, the level of football that Rodgers is playing right now, dude, you got to bring your A game because even if you contain him for a quarter or a half, dude, you get you got to stop that offense the whole damn game. And, you know, uh, it's obviously a tough break for the Giants losing uh, Rodgers Cromartie. That, that hurt them a bit. But they, they good defensive performance for the most part of the first half, not the last couple of minutes, <laughs> but for the most part, for the bulk of the first half, you know, ball control, solid defense. They didn't put a lot of points on the board, but they they, they played a good D, and that was going to be their formula. And then it kind of got away from them, you know, at the very end of the first half, and then they just couldn't keep up. Once the Packers' offense really got rolling – in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter, man, they, the, the, the Giants just couldn't keep up with them. So, Mark, I, I know we joke around about a lot of stuff, and you know, occasionally I do have my salty moments, and it's okay for you to have yours too. I know you had certain expectations for this game. Clearly, the Giants players did. Uh, clearly, Beckham did for you know his his you know playoff debut that that kind of stuff. Uh, it didn't really work out. So, uh, from a Giants fan's from from your perspective, uh, why did that game go the way that it did, and what did the Giants have to do to bounce back from that? And then you know, on a, on a, you know a more you know drilled down kind of level, what does that all the storylines of the week with Beckham, the boat, and all what how does that tie into? It's not a direct line. Nobody's going to say, you know, him being on the boat caused that performance. That's not what it is. But when you like the lens on you the way that he does, that carries a certain weight if things don't go well. And he's dealing with the blowback of an underperformance, really underperforming in that game. Uh, and just, it's just the nature, of, it's the nature of the beast. I mean, that's a media thing, but it's the nature of the beast. So you have... You know why the game went the way that it did, and then the lessons from it for the team, for what next year is going to be, and then for the continued maturation and evolution of Beckham, the football player, and Beckham, the NFL person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so many angles. Um, there are I, a lot. There are a lot. So you have a lot of latitude with where you want to go. Sure. Well, I might as well just vent, vent it all out. Um, <laughs> it's a good, good spot to do it. Um, it is. The the bottom line is is you know they they dominated they dominated the first half basically the the Giants I mean they 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 just did I mean they they their defense was on points I mean through like the first quarter and a half I mean what Rodgers had like like negative eight yards um something along those lines um until until he got his first touchdown I mean the the, the so the, I mean the Giants were absolutely dominating but they had six points they couldn't get in the end zone. Um, and you know, I, I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that if you do not fully capitalize when you're you know, holding down somebody who, you know, is arguably the hottest quarterback in the league right now, um, it's just not going to stay that way for the whole game. Losing, yeah. losing, you know, um, Cromartie, you know, absolutely, you know, stung, but, uh, I mean, it's just infuriating to see all that. And then, you know, going to, going to halftime seven, six, we can absolutely live with that. You give up the ridiculous Hail Mary to end the first half. I mean, that that's just a, about as you know ridiculous a dagger as you can get. Um, and, and no, I mean, kind of, kind of just like I, I don't want to hear people freaking out over the, you know, the push or the the 
pick the pick play in the national championship game. I don't want to hear people talking about the, you know, push off on the hail mary by Cobb because they're not, they're never going to call that. You can't let somebody get behind you. You can't you count can't. on them to call that. You, no, you either got to pick it off or you got to bat that thing down. Unless you get thrown to the ground, they're 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 basically not going to call that. So, um, I, I'm you're not about to hear me complain about that or act like that should have been called. You just can't can't let him get behind you like that, and you know, and and Giants players not really jumping for it. I mean, it just didn't. I don't know. It just just it didn't make any sense. I, and, and you know, I mean, I, I know everybody you know is you know in awe of, of Rodgers and, and his ability with his hail marys, and I don't get it. It's it just it, it certainly is you know amazing that it's it continually happened. It's but, uncanny for real. Um, but the Giants team just cannot let that happen right there. So I mean, you 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 have you know these you know staggering numbers for the first you know. I guess I'll call it for first, uh, you know, quarter and maybe the first, you know, four or five minutes. I don't, I don't know when the Packers scored in the second quarter, but, um, but they were dominating. They just, they absolutely were, and and, and but only had six points. And so, I mean, to me, that's obviously where it, where it, you know, they basically lost it. I mean, they had drops, they had uh, questionable play calls. They just, they just weren't, you know, motivated enough. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's supposed to motivate you for. You know, continue on the playoffs, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty salty about it. Uh, just just you know, expected a much better game. Um, I think that's I'm still thrilled with what the defense you know has ability-wise moving forward, and I think that's um, certainly got to shore some things up on the offensive end, uh, and especially on the offensive line for next year. Sure, but um, expected a much closer finish, and um, yeah, but that that was just. You you take that kind of a gut punch at the end of the first half, and it's it's going to sting. Well, I mean, the Packers punted on their first five possessions. Yeah, I mean that that's a you know that's a credit to the Giants' defense. That's very legit, and it's just it's amazing to think how quickly, as well as the Giants had played and had kind of locked down Green Bay, for Green Bay to get the touchdown late in the second quarter, and Rodgers had a lot of time. You know, and he, I, we know he's very good in the pocket. And he knows how to move around, and he's one of the best in the league at, at accurately throwing the ball in the run. He's a dangerous guy because of that. So when you game plan, if you're going to keep him contained, you, you know, you, you have to get on it. You got to get a hand on the guy. And if he's going to break, contain, and get out, you, you have to be, be prepared to deal with that. But it's a lot to ask your secondary to, you know, guard people and defend people for eight seconds and nine seconds. It's just a lot to ask. Ridiculous. I mean, it's very, very difficult. And, you know, you, you think about the strength of the of the Giants really being in that D-line. Obviously, you know, some injuries have, have hurt their depth a little bit, but it's still really the, kind of the heart and the meat of that defense is being able to get pressure. Uh, and it's just this is one of those things that set up when we talked about how the Packers offensive line had graded out and then the way Rodgers had been playing – and the story of of the Giants really being this strong defense, they needed they needed that defense to really set the tone for the game. And to have Green Bay score two touchdowns really quickly late in the second, yeah, you know the Giants had played well, but they're only up six they're only up six points. So they give up that first touchdown. Rodgers hits Devontae Adams on the sideline, sets the Packers up at the goal line, and you know it's second to goal. And Rodgers is dancing around there. He had almost nine seconds before he hit Devontae Adams for that touchdown. And Green Bay takes the lead seven to six. He you really know. threw him open on that touchdown yeah. because he was still pretty covered, but he just put the ball in a spot to lead Adams. Is that um, Whitfield after. snoring? Yes. Yep. I'm disconnecting mm-hmm. him. <laughs> Goodbye. 
You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Well, you uh, might as well go ahead and play it now, bro. What? The fail horn. Oh, here you go. Whitfield for you. You know, I'm sorry the national college. You know, I'm sorry the national championship game discussion was too boring for you. <laughs> by the way. Uh, by the way, incidentally. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to sign Dikembe Mutombo this week. For <laughs> nice. one reason, nice. one reason alone. Nice. If Rodgers has a Hail Mary, he's going in the game and going to say, not in my house. Not in my house. Yeah, well, you know, they're practicing specifically for that. But, you know, the, the Packers get the ball back at the end of the half, uh, and they're at a fourth and two from the 42 with about six six seconds to go. You know the only thing they're going to do at that point. It's a Hail Mary play. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, Rodgers, you know, lobs that sucker up there, and somehow that ball drops right to Randall Cobb. I mean, dude's five ten. I know there's a little, there's some physical, there's a little push off there going, but I mean, you got a sea of bodies, man. Eli Apple is there, Leon Hall is there, Landon Collins is there, and they all whiff on this thing. So yeah. maybe there's, and you know, what's inter- interesting. My brother talked about it was the, the play before uh, when you know initially I was thrilled because. Uh, you know, it was a, I don't know, maybe 15, 20-yard pass to, uh, I can't remember who, I feel like it was a white receiver, but um, guy around the, the 25 or 30, and he got popped right as the ball got there and an incomplete pass. It was a great hit to, to dislodge the ball and make mm-hmm. an incomplete pass, but if he had, if it, that pass had been completed, without, they didn't have any timeouts, I don't know that they, they get down there to get to, you know, stop the clock. Probably not. It would, it would, it would have been tough. So I mean, it's a you know, terrible irony, but I mean, if you know they let him complete that, I mean, you're you know getting a field goal at, at you know worst, um, but likely clock's running out and you know nothing happens. So yeah, I'm pretty cool. Well, seven six there, would have been a much much better than you know a, a, a really a two touchdown you know deluge right at the end of the first half. I mean, fourteen to six to for for the defense to have played that way, you know what I mean for the majority of the first half, and then all of a sudden boom boom. You know that that's a tough, that's a bitter pill to swallow, man. Yeah, that's a that's a bitter pill. But you know that being said, the the Giants still had a, had opportunities in that game, man. Particularly when, and I hated, I hated when uh, Green Bay had the ball. It's fourth and inches there on their side of the field, and they went for it. I was like, what are you doing? You know what <laughs> I mean? I hated that. I hated that with like all of my heart. I hated that. And because the Giants just totally blew up that rushing attempt, and that was the third quarter, and so it was a turnover on downs. The Giants get the ball in Packers territory, and of course, you know the Giants end up scoring. Eli Manning hits a bomb to, to Tavares King on second down. That's a forty-one yard touchdown, and I think that was King's first career touchdown in the sec- like his second catch this season. So you know it's fourteen to thirteen, and the Giants are, are down one after the extra point. So you know third quarter they're still in the mix. They're still in the mix, you know, but that's when the, the, the Packers offense is really starting to, to elevate and get their rhythm and start stepping it up. You know, next Packers drive, uh, Rodgers hits Adams, then he, then he hits a 30-yard strike to Randall Cobb, who just kind of cut through the D for the touchdown. It was 21-13, and I don't, I don't remember if it was App. I don't know who was on, on uh, Cobb, but the dude fell down trying to catch him from behind. Um, oh, yeah. And, and that that was when you could start to see, all right, well, the Giants are going to have to find a way to put some points on the board. Either that defense has to elevate and lock them back down, or they're going to the offense has to kind of get rolling. And you know that's where you needed Beckham. It's where you needed Shepard. It's where you, you know what I mean. You, there were certain things that they needed to happen from an execution standpoint, and they just couldn't quite deliver. I mean, Beckham did have some drops. 
it's not that all of them were great throws. There was one, uh, it should have been in the fourth quarter. Packers were up 24-13. Giants had the ball, third and 11 from about 24. And, you know, Eli dropped back and he threw one to, to OBJ and it, it bounced off his outstretched hands. But it, it that would have been a really tough catch anyway because the throw was high. But it just kind of signified the way that, you know, the way the day was going for the Giants. So I, I don't think you, you can't blame Odell for that one. You know what I mean? Uh, that would have been a, a really a Herculean catch to bring it in, but it's just kind of the way that it, it's just kind of the way that it, it went. You know, you, you think about Green Bay. You know, it's third and eleven around the thirty later on in that game. Rodgers drops back, hits Ty Montgomery, and you know the defense completely whiffed on the coverage of that dude coming out of the backfield. I know he's a wide receiver playing running back now, but I mean he looked like he was just you know the old proverbial hot knife through butter, just going. Mm-hmm. And that was that's a blown assignment. I mean, you, you can't let that guy cut up through your defense the way that they the, the way that they did I mean that's a huge mistake and, it, and again it's tough man it's tough Rodgers had a lot of time to make plays you know same thing it was third and three from the 16 and Rodgers had a whole bunch of time back there he hit ended up hitting Cobb in the back of the end zone to make it 31 to 13 so you know there's some tough breaks in that and then by the time you get to Clay Matthews just tomahawk chopping that ball out of Eli's I mean that was crazy um, Dude, the that I mean, I know this is the pro- play that Mark probably lost his shit on. Uh-huh. Is when <laughs> uh-huh. not only Matthews <laughs> knocking the ball out, but the receiver just kind of looking at the ball. Matthews comes over and pops him and gets the and gets it yeah. because the ball was live. Yeah, like at least if you haven't heard the whistle, play through the whistle. If you heard no whistle. Play through the whistle, dude. Hit that ball Unless it's the yeah, Panthers yeah, versus just... the Redskins, every other game, play through the whistle. Yeah. I mean, I mean you are taught from Pop Warner to play through the whistle. Think about yeah, the amount of time was, when, when... In high school football. Yeah. And, uh... and, like, you're just looking at it, like, half-assing it. I mean, that's just that's just not going to cut it, man. Well, no. I mean, think and about I'm... the amount of time that elapsed from when Matthews chopped that thing out of there. It goes flying forward. And people are just standing there like, eh, whatever. I mean, Peppers comes running over, and Matthews is, is going crazy, hauling his ass over to that freaking ball, man. And totally, oh, yeah. I, was it Perkins? Was it Perkins that was over? And, and Matthews just stuck his shoulder right into Perkins and knocked him on his ass and then grabbed the ball for the fumble recovery. Yeah, it was either Perkins or Jennings. I I'm, think I'm, it was Perkins. I, I'm pretty sure it was Perkins. You know, but it's like, dude, pick the ball up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, act like you give a damn. Yeah, that—that's that, one where you know, obviously, a young player. If that—if that's a veteran running back, I think if it had been Jennings, I bet Jennings falls on the ball. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's—he's he's been in the league long enough. That some of that's probably a, you know, a young guy. The likelihood that Perkins ever makes that mistake again is probably zero. Dean Warmer. Yeah, zero point zero. You know, but. I mean, it, it, it's a tough break. Obviously, I was pulling for the Packers. So I was happy that happened. But, you know, that being said, you know, you think about in the context, it's a hell of a play by Matthews, but it's like, yo, brain fart, hello. It's not Kirk Cousin takes a knee at the end of a half brain fart. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to that level. But, you know, it's definitely it, – it's missed opportunities. I mean, you got the drop balls, you, you know, and, I mean, you can watch the highlights of that game and you got – I, th- I think Beckham dropped one in the end zone. Shepard dropped one in the end zone. I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody else, but I can swear those two guys had good 
tar- good throws, good opportunities for touchdowns, and both of those dudes drop one right You're in. Right, right in that. Yeah, you got to make and those catches. That's a tough break, and then this is a tough break too. I mean, it, it's really, really, really close. But it, if if it's that close that you're not sure, dude, go get the ball. And yeah. you know, guess what? If you're hustling after the ball, if they're blowing the whistle, then you then fine, different story. But until you hear the whistle, man, you better you better go get that ball, brother. <laughs> and speaking of making plays, and I, I know this has been beaten into the ground, and I'm just we're just going to address it briefly here. But if you're going to fly to Miami on a Monday. And go party with your boys before you got to be back to practice on Tuesday. You better damn well show up in the game. Yeah, and, it, it's and look, man. It, it's it's the play. Could you imagine any of the Patriots players doing that? No, Belichick I mean, would have either cut them or lost his damn mind. I, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I know this is Wednesday night quarterback playing talking about this but i mean well you know it's I've thought about this for, we've yeah. had enough time to think about this for a week and the more i think about it, i'm like how the hell did they get away with that like did they ask the gm or the coach if they i mean i know they were in dc they were halfway there so they had to ask the team hey can we just run down to miami for the day or whatever and then come back on i don't know monday night tuesday mm-hmm. but it just Dude, you're in the playoffs, man. Dude, it, it it's a tough break, and you know when we when we talked about this thing last week, it it was really the the, the outcome of the game was going to in part dictate the reaction. And if right. if the Giants had if if Beckham and Shepard and Cruz had shut up and played good games, and they lost, that's different. If the Giants lost and those guys had bad games. The floodgates were going to open, and and that's really what ended up happening. You know, they right. show they showboated. Um, you know, the Miami thing was the Miami thing, and again, I don't care because it was their day off. I don't think you can draw a clean line between Miami and what happened. That's their day off. They had a good time. I don't begrudge them that. I don't care. Okay, but the optics of it, when you look at it, the perception does matter, and the fact that you take it and you Instagram it. You know, like if they had done it, and nobody knew about it. Nobody would care. But, right. you know, you stuck on Instagram, you made a big deal out of it, you, you in pregame warm-ups, you're running around in shorts with your shirt off, taking pictures of yourself, you know, to, to show you how tough you are, etc. And then you came up small in the game. And when you do those things, but you come up small in the game, people are going to, again, you can't say, well, they didn't play well because they were out on a boat. That That's right. not what it is. It's, you didn't play well and you're dicking around. You yeah. know, you want the attention and you want the, the lens on you and then you didn't play well. So if you, you don't play, back it up. If you don't play well, if you like the lens on you when you when you when things go your way, then you have to be prepared for the lens on you when they don't go your way. And right. that's that's what happens and that's why a lot of times, you know, these coaches they want their players to stay out of the stay out of the limelight in the middle of the season. Don't don't do anything that brings extra attention to you or unnecessary attention or unnecessary distractions to you in the middle of in the, in the middle of the season, particularly in the playoffs, because you know the the press is going to hound you about it, you know, Twitter's going to crying Jordan you or do something stupid with it or you're just you know, it just it becomes a story. You make you end up creating a story that maybe it doesn't bother you, but maybe it impacts your teammates. And then if you don't have a good game, you get hounded about it. 
And Stephen A. Smith, who a lot of times I think is a big old blowhard, but occasionally has some really sal- you know salient points, makes some really good points. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, there was a piece on First Take, and he was talking about how, and I'm, I'm, I have to paraphrase here, he didn't blame Beckham for it, but he did take Victor Cruz to task for being the veteran guy that should know better and to help steer those guys away from that kind of stuff because of the optics, because of the perception of what happens. Um, particularly if you if you have a down performance in the playoffs where you don't have a good game. And it's not, you know, I, I don't think them being on the boat is why they had the game that they did. But being on the boat and having the Instagram stuff and having it blow up didn't help them. And then they have a, and unfortunately for them, they had a bad game. All of them did. Collectively, they underperformed. They had a bad game. They had drops. When you pair the two then you go, well, what did you, was that really necessary? Are you happy with the outcome? You know what I mean? And people want to draw a neat line between the boat and the failure. That's not what it is, but it's the perception of it. And if you, if you invite the camera when you're having fun, that camera's going to be there when you don't perform and don't deliver. And if you're a football player, at the end of the day, you're a football player. What are you supposed to do? Play football. And if you're a, if you're a, and I, Beckham is a phenomenal wide receiver. He is. He is. He is. He's. I mean, it's one of the best starts to a career that you can possibly have. Okay, that was a that was a down game for him. It was a down game for Shepard. Giants had some struggles. It, it's the way that it went. But when you invite the cameras in and you gloss that what the way that you do, when things don't go your way, you have to be ready to deal with the aftermath. And the aftermath is what happened. The aftermath is Beckham punching a hole in the wall at Green Bay. The aftermath is Reese talking about how they, you know, they will hold Beckham responsible for the wall incident. And there's a maturity question. There's a growth question. Uh, That's the aftermath of it. And, you know, he's he's a great player. He's a phenomenal football player. And I, I like his personality. I do. But the reality is there's certain things you invite criticism, you invite attention, you invite extra critic. You just do. And for all the great that potentially is there and the great things he has done, dancing that dance with the media is a double-edged sword. When it goes your way and you're having fun with it, you love it. When it doesn't go your way or you don't live up to the billing, then that's a pretty, sh- you know what I mean? That's a pretty sharp cut that comes at you. And that's what's happened because that team underperformed at the back end versus Green Bay in the playoffs. They didn't deliver. And, you know, the, the final score makes you think that Green Bay kind of, you know, kicked them out of, out of Lambeau. But the Giants had opportunities. The Giants had chances. And if they could have executed more plays, it may not change the final outcome, but it probably changes the final score. You know what I mean? And it, it sets them up for different things. And they needed that. That team needed that to get out of there with a win. They needed yeah. that. And that, that's a tough break. Again, you know, I, I've laughed about it. Um, and I've made, fun of, I've made fun of it. It's just, it's the perception of it. And there's a weight. There's a weight. When you invite attention, there's a weight to it. There just is. And... There, there's a certain there's also a certain struggle with it and I think that's part of what part of the the stuff that Beckham's gonna have to deal with uh, is the weight of that and, and then you get the stories coming out about them trashing a plane I don't know how if that's true but you know they, I've heard I think the coach said that was BS 
Yeah, I mean that that was like a there was a there was something out from Yard Barker or whatever, and I you know I don't know that that's true, but again it, you know it's one of those things, stories coming out. Maybe it's all BS. I mean there are reports out about that. You'd think they'd have their own private charter jet where it really wouldn't matter anyway. Right. You know, you would. But. So Mark, is there as a Giants fan, I have to ask you, when will you be able to shake this loss off? <laughs> I think you should. Well, you should have said, my, my, when, when can you let it go? Fruit, I know. <laughs> That's probably more to the Miami boaters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Mark. Uh, I don't know, man. I guess uh, it's going to take some time, I'll be honest. I, I, I met Mets lost in their wild card game. Uh, and, and so they were one and done. Giants now one and done. Lakers are, you know winning yeah once every like you know seven or eight games so that's something uh sports teams are not 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 so, so hot right now i like the dc, DC team are coming along uh wizards and caps dc are, teams uh, always break your heart in the playoffs <laughs> they, they either suck ass right at the end of the season and screw they it up or they find yeah, a way to have something eat some ass um, taint happening a very speed update from um uh hockey hockerson uh was uh ov <laughs> Ovi sets. Uh, oh goodness, I'm setting it up and I'm forgetting what the record was. He, he set a, a points record tonight uh, with two goals. Um, I'll get that record before I sign off. But um, anyway, it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, I, I did want to say because I hadn't really commented on it yet. The the, the Miami stuff. I, I, I yeah, I recognize it's bad optics. I disagree with the idea that they shouldn't have been allowed to do it. It was their day off. They didn't go down there and forget how to play football. Nope. Uh, I understand the bad optics of it, but I, I guess that's that's kind of where I leave it. That you know what they just they, it, like Jack, Justin said, you know they if they're going to do that, then you know well they need to represent in the game, and they didn't, so they've got to suffer the you know the the, the public you know uh, feedback and 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 you know looking like chumps, um, you know not not performing like they did, but they didn't they didn't forget how to play football by going on a boat in Miami on you know, Monday. Uh, again, I read something about you know the when D- Dallas won you know three or four back in the day they had like a you know stripper bus following them around or something like that. So, <laughs> I mean, they they still got it done. Uh, guys can you know, have some fun on the days off. Well, they and, they were splitting so, the uprights in a different way, I guess. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they, they they were ground so, and pound. And realistically, Mark, yeah. as a as a fan, are you? more disappointed in the way they played or are you just straight up pissed that they lost more disappointed in the way they played because i, I genuinely i mean I, you know it's it's easy to say i guess it's one of those things that you know I, it's easy to say this can i prove it of course not but um you know i believe that's you know most of the blowouts this weekend were, you know, legitimately teams that were just better than the other one. Yeah. Uh, by that, by that degree, Seattle was just that much better than Detroit's, um, and, and so on and so on. But I think the Giants genuinely should have, and are capable of competing at a great level with with that Packers game, and could have and should have put on a great game. Uh, I, I stand by that clearly. I mean, I, I don't. The, the stats back back it up. That's you know, when I talk about them dominating the beginning of the game, they they were. They absolutely were, yeah. except for where it counts, which is putting freaking touchdowns on the board. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's both. I'm 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 
you know, pretty heartbroken at the loss, but uh, but more so with the way they played, the, the drop balls, um, the, the the lack of focus. Yeah, I mean, obviously the game was basically over at the point of that Clay Matthews fumble, but you know, still you want to see your team execute, you want to see your team, you know, play the way they're supposed to, uh, play proper football. And you know, you're exactly right; it's not rocket science. You don't hear a whistle, whistle, you jump on that damn ball and just mm-hmm. stay in your round. You know, it's, it's like you, you've rolled over and you're like, all right, oh. we can embarrass ourselves now. Why not? And what the hell was up with Bobby Rainey? What the hell was that? Oh, dude, you talk about a brain fart. Dude, let that thing go out of bounds. Get the ball to 40, bro. Uh, that, that was mind-boggling. This ain't Madden. You're not trying to get stats. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on, man. Smart yeah, situational yeah. football, brother. Golly. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. former Cleveland Brown, by the way. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> he said, let, "Let me let me share with you why we lost that much in Cleveland. Let me help Factory you out." Factory of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess I, I I hadn't talked about it, but yeah, I mean that that decision by um, Green Bay to, to go for on that you know, fourth and inches that was baffling to me. I and, hated I that. By, I was thrilled by it because well, you I was like, been. all right. I mean, uh, you know, this, this, we can absolutely stop them. We stopped them. This is an enormous momentum shift. I, I really thought, if, if, to me, if I was the Packers, you know, I was like, all right, maybe do like a, you know, a fake handoff bootleg for, for Rodgers or something creative. But you just try to run that ball through the line, you nah. I felt very good about the chances to stop it. And they did. And then they did exactly what they needed to do and go down and get a touchdown. So yep. I was like, all right, come on. This is this is our chance. And then it just implodes from there. Now, I really thought that was going to be – that 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 was that was a, such a tremendous opportunity for the Giants to go. Hey, we got you on defense. We stuffed you, we, you know. Yeah. And, and they scored the touchdown. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and, and right. he was over here watching that game, and I was like, number one, I was like, why are they doing this? Punt the day. If they was on, if they were on the Giants forty, okay, okay, yeah, I yeah. kind of get it. But on, on right around there for him, I'm like, no, dude, punt that damn ball. What is wrong with you? Get yeah, the hell out of here! Play. Stop trying to prove you're smarter than everybody else, man. That's not a good look, dude. <laughs> Let that go. You 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 got a hail mary at the end. At some point, your luck runs out, man. Stop. <laughs> you know, quit yeah. it. And it was like punt the ball, man. Play smart football. I mean, I, I get what they were trying to do, which is to, you know get another get another score and and control the clock and, and whatever. I understand it, but that that was not good. That was not smart football right there, and it no. got the Giants right back in the game. Obviously, the way it ended up working out, they were fine, but. In the moment, it drove me crazy because I thought that that was going to give the Giants the momentum they needed to get back in the game and then kind of loosen up and then go. And if they had, we would be talking about this game from a much different perspective. And it would have been, you know, the Packers get two touchdowns, they go up, and then they, you know, had a big old brain shard up there. You know, soiler alert. They had a, you know, punt punt the freaking ball, dickhead. What the hell? Get out of my face with that. You know, I mean, it, it, it was that was bizarre to me. I hated it, hated it. Ha- I like aggressiveness. Um, and I think occasionally you have to do something that's the old proverbial outside the box. That was not the time to do that. <laughs> I don't think. I know it's hindsight. I know it didn't work out, so we get to pile on. But, it, you know, again, if that was at the Giants 40, no problem. I'm okay with that aggressiveness. On your side of the field, on your side of the field, that early in the th- – no, no. No, not Arnold, a fan, no man. No deal. No deal. No deal. Don't like it. By the way, I did like the, uh, the there was a headline for the win. It said Bill Belichick also spent his off day chilling out on the boat. 
And somebody snapped a picture <laughs> of him like asleep on the ferry, I guess with his girlfriend or whatever, you know, yes, passed out in his lap. I, I thought, saw that. I thought that was pretty funny. And I like how ESPN... But he had the laptop open and he was actually doing work. Yes, yeah, and we'll see if anybody was over there trying to take a screenshot of that. I thought it was funny that ESPN asked if they could use the picture and the whoever whoever took the picture, I guess, is a Patriots fan and basically said, nope, you do not have my permission to use this on any ESPN outlet. Screw you guys. Hashtag like deflate gate or something like that. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. It's like no, nope. that was pretty good. But uh, for Mark, not salty. All right, no, not salty at all. For Mark, <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, I told Shannon. I told Shannon. I had I had a song for you. Get off my it's not that, but uh, <laughs> certainly you know what? Uh, after that game in Green Bay, don't worry. <laughs> the Giants have plenty of time. <laughs> To go back to Miami. Good lord. It, it may not be Justin Bieber level, but Big Willie style. <laughs> hey, if they go back to Florida, maybe they can cross paths with uh, cross paths with uh, Tom Coughlin down in Jacksonville. I don't know that we've ever played Will Smith Miami on the sports bro. Nah, I believe you have not. I'm pretty sure we have it. Uh, Mark's probably like, can we? Yeah. Mark's probably like, can we go back to Nine Inch Nails? Sure. (laughs) I did like. uh, I'd rather go back to like Let It Go or Shake It Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I do think Stephen A. Smith's criticism of Cruz was legit um, in context of that. Cruz should know better. He, I mean, he's the vet. Um, and honestly, I don't think the boat matters. I think the, the Instagramming of it and opening it up the way that they did uh, asked for some extra attention. And it just it just blew up in their face. You know, the boat, it's going to Miami. I don't care they, what they did on their day off. Um, but it, it, it's one thing to beat up on the Redskins at the end of the regular season, but beating the Redskins doesn't really mean a lot. That team sucks, and they brain fart and brain sharp plenty, man. That the, again, the nature of DC sports—they tease you, and then they find a way to suck some ass. Um, so I'm not surprised that the Redskins lived in a suck hole at the end of the year. Um, but it, it was just opening it up, and it's like, dude. Uh, you beat them up. That's not the same thing as winning the playoff game, man. Just just keep it tight. Keep it close to the vest. Go party, man. Do, do whatever you want, but you don't have to social media the death out of it because that just says, hey, everybody, look at what we're doing. It just it probably didn't need to do that, and that there's a lesson in that. I, I, you know, Again, I don't think there's not a clean line, a clear line that goes from boat to underperformance. That's not how it works, but it's inviting, inviting the attention, inviting the scrutiny, and inviting – the media in in that way and then underperforming it's the under it's the underperforming that that gets them you know it's the perception of it and it, it no it's not fair it's not it's not Shepard is better than that Beckham is better than that but that's what they did and the backstory of the boat is what people are going to frame as why it happened that way it's not why it happened that way but they're going to frame it that way they're going to draw that line and they're going to pile on them and you know you punch a wall it makes it worse and you know uh I think Beckham is phenomenally gifted, and I have high expectations for what his career can be. But cleaning up some of that stuff is going to be part of his evolution and maturation as a player, as a teammate, and that's that's reality, man. That's reality. So, 
Yeah. Some, one of my favorite things, you can always count on New York to have good tabloid headlines. So, Mark, I know you got to get out of here in a second, so I'm going to read some headlines out, and then we'll get we'll ripcord you out. Uh, the New York Post had uh, shipwrecked. That was that was low-hanging fruit, though. That's easy pickings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the New York Post had one that said, uh, Giants doomed by eerie reversal of playoff miracle. Hail no. <laughs> Figured that was coming. This one's lazy by the Daily News. Giant disaster in Green Bay. That's too easy. Uh, I like this one, though. Abandoned ship. That one I thought was at least. And then they had not a pit. That one's not bad. And then they had a little picture of the hole in the wall. Big Blue, uh, Big Blue's party party boat hits iceberg in Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> kind of funny. Titanic didn't think that was funny. Yeah, no, not quite. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's tough. It, it's unfortunate. Um, I would have preferred a better game out of them. I mean, obviously, I wanted the Packers to win, but um, I think it's unfortunate that they had that kind of performance in that context because the story becomes the story gets you know shifted and reframed because of the boat and that's you know you're missing the boat if you make it about it's not about the boat uh, it you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you're missing the boat it, <laughs> I, i'm sorry man i i didn't mean to do that but i did but i didn't but i did you know what do you want um if <laughs> big time players you have to show up when it matters the most. That's why people love Joe Montana. You know what I mean? That's why uh, Watson and Williams and Renfro, that's why that, that game in Clemson was so stupendous, was you know big-time performances and big moments and big games. And oh, the yeah. Giants, for what that team is, they needed they needed more a, a, a bigger day out of Shepard. They needed a bigger day out of, out of Beckham, and it's unfortunate for them that they didn't deliver on that. There's lots of reasons for that. Some of that's Eli, some of that's them, some of that's Green Bay's defense, whatever. There's a lot and of reasons for that. it secondary. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think all of us realistically expected Beckham to have a much bigger day. Yeah, um, that, that was very disappointing. I mean, Shannon, I, I, I think you were calling for Beckham to have like 200-plus yards or something crazy. I, I thought 100 yards would have been very easy against that yeah. secondary. I know the run defense is pretty stout, but the secondary, I mean, is is down to, I don't know, third, fourth guys. And, dude, I... It's tough. You're, you're, it's tough. If you're elite, you need to be burning them, dude. Yeah, so you drop it that's true. Three balls. You said... Balls. <laughs> All right, be right back for segment three. Mark, let's uh, let's yeah. go ahead and get you out of here, man. Um, I know I know it's late for you, so let's get you out. Um, call your shots for this weekend's games, man. Texans, right? right? Um, Texans. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> go, Steelers, uh, Chiefs, I'll, man. Steelers, I'll, Chiefs. I'll, 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 I'll post something before the weekend. Okay. On, like betting stuff because I, I haven't even bothered yet. Uh, well, that's right. You can just take enough. your straight ups if you want. Yeah, you yeah, better stuff later. Been, yeah, football depression. But we do. We we should have some really good games. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, well, first, actually, before I get to that, I, I yeah. did uh, the 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 Ob Ob stacks is very awesome. Oh, oh, Vetchkin, oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Vetchkin, uh got his uh, one thousandth career NHL point uh, in tonight's game. He got two two goals. Uh, so actually, I think he got to one one thousand and one. Uh, but that's 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 awesome. So beast beastly. Isn't he like? Is he the youngest or the second youngest or something about like the number of games he played at his age or something weird with him? Right? Like, I mean, he's 
he hit that milestone at a really unique kind of interval, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, very, very, very possible. And uh, you know, he's he's on track to you know break uh, Gretzky's career goals record, which you know is one of those that well, I don't think a lot of people thought would happen. But no. uh, so anyway, all right. So back to uh, this weekend. We we yeah yeah. Sure, sure. Hope it's it's a more entertaining weekend of uh, football, as we always say, like to say on paper. Certainly looks to be on paper. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll just go in, go in order. I will say uh, Falcon Seahawks should be an interesting one. A very very interesting. You know, I don't quite know what to expect kind of game. Uh, my lean would be expecting more more offensive, but yeah. you know, uh, yeah, Seahawks they better bring their offense if you know they're going to keep up because I mean certainly I don't think they're going to you know just shut down Ryan and. Freeman in that offense, um, so I'll take I'll take Falcons in a in a close one. I'm gonna say it's gonna be close for three quarters, and the Falcons kind of start to pull away a little bit in the fourth. Okay. Uh, when when by touchdown, uh, Patriots Texans. You know, good 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 job, good effort Texans. You know, kudos <laughs> for getting this far, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what would happen if the Texans beat the Patriots. I mean. Wouldn't that just mean that with Trump coming on and everything else, it's just <laughs> the apocalypse is here and we just all need to get it, give up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There would be an asteroid coming to take the world out if the Texans I mean, beat the Patriots. I, I would love, <laughs> I would love to talk Lindy and pretend that I believe that. that but come on, who, who no, actually can? Nobody. I think the betting line started at 17 points. I think people are still betting that up, and I have no desire to touch that with anything no matter what but no just the, the texans obviously they just they can't possibly so uh that's that's a gift for the patriots and but i mean it was going to be with you know, either way so yeah i mean i, uh, I think it, i'd have to pull it in particular but i feel like the last four times that those teams have met have been it's been so lopsided new england it's I mean, been I, like 171 to like 79 yeah it's it, like it, the last yeah, I mean, I think they have a twenty-seven to nothing shutout. They have a they have a couple of forty plus point beatdowns of them. I mean, no, <laughs> no. I, I mean, they, no deal. Yeah, they got I'll, let, I'll, they got the I'll Letterman to, jacket game. Uh, no, no. I'll try to give myself some satisfaction. And say like maybe it's like a, you know, within a touchdown by halftime. You know, that maybe maybe that'll be a. A win for the Texans. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs, Steelers. I know as Shannon was talking to me about this. It sounds like the, the line's been shifting a lot betting wise uh, on this game. I think the Chiefs are currently a point and a half favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a this could be a really interesting game. Another one where I don't know what exactly to expect. You know, style wise. Um, but uh, you know anybody watching the Steelers last week? I mean, it's it's hard not to be intimidated with what that what that offense is doing right now, when they have all three, of, you know, all three of the Bs are healthy. It's, it's scary, and that's and obviously they've got other receivers. It's not like you know they have to rely solely on Brown. But you know, man, I mean that, that's that's a lot of weapons. So you know, support supporting the you know the 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 wifey's uh, you know family lineage in Pennsylvania got to go with the Steelers in that one but I'm expecting a close one I'll call Steelers by three in that one all right uh, with, the, with the the mild upset not really a big upset and then uh finally Packers Cowboys uh I think they both lose um <laughs> <laughs> well just uh, just ask them in that maybe they can both tie and you know oh, Seahawks Falcons Lord. just get the they just get to play again the next week I always got to oh. get the dig in on McNabb <laughs> uh, I like to drop the ball where I'm McNabb, man. Come on. Of course, of course. 
No, uh, uh, this certainly potentially could be another great game. Uh, actually, don't know where the betting line is on this one, but uh, Dallas. Uh, I would guess it's probably like three points for the Cowboys or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe less. Mark. Yo. Dallas minus four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Mm. It's it's uh it's hard hard to not like the Packers. You know, with the the points on that one, I. You know, with the Cowboys, you know, it continues to, to me just be can can they really prove themselves in the playoffs? Can they, you know, these rookies continue to, you know, stay stay hot, stay fresh? Uh, I have more faith in Zeke than I do in Dak, and that's not saying I think Dak is just going to fold up. But, man, I mean, you know, again, as much as I do believe what I said about the Giants absolutely have the weapons and ability and should have been able to compete with the Packers, that's not taken away from the fact that, you know, obviously once – yeah, you know, the Packers got to the second mm-hmm. half, had some confidence behind them, got the Hail Mary, which obviously, you know, shifted things so monumentally. You know, you give Aaron that much time and he's just gonna pick you apart with or without Jordan Jordy. Obviously that that's a big loss. And I mean I, I, I feel you know, feel feel terrible for the Packers that, that that they're pretty clearly gonna be without Nelson. But um anyway, uh, I will take the Packers just because it's hard to pick against Aaron right now. Um but another close one that uh, should come down to, you know, possession or two in the fourth. I will take the Packers by six. Solid. Right. Solid. All right, man. Well, I know you got to go. We'll end up talking about some of these games for a couple of minutes. I know you got to ripcord out. Um, I would strongly encourage you. Anger. Well, no, don't be angry. That's not what I was gonna. That was not what I was gonna encourage you to do. Uh, you, you have a couple of things. Number one, I just want to let you know that if you decide to change your call on Packers Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys have made uh, an official application for bandwagoners to fill out and hop on. <laughs> they did make that. They 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 tweeted that out. So that was very generous of uh, the Cowboys. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> And I also loved the uh, some of the memes that came out of some of the spoofs that came out of that hole in the wall that Beckham punched. And I, I like I think my favorite one is the one where it's Trump's head behind it and it says, "I will make Mexico pay for this wall." <laughs> that I thought was pretty damn funny. I mean, th- that's only followed up by a, a a picture of Ben Roethlisberger's face with a sign that says "Woman's Locker Room." Arrow. Oh, oh wow! That one's pretty bad. That one's pretty bad. That one's pretty bad. Yikes! Um, but I, I, I did like uh, th- this. Is one that I was joking around with Lindy about, and uh, sent this to him. I was cracking up, and uh, Daily Snark had this one. It said the uh, Packers beat the Giants so badly Sunday, the NFL's mobile app thought they were the Jets, and the picture actually has thirteen thirty eight has Jets and Packers on it. It's pretty funny. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's real or somebody spoofed it, but on uh, the Verizon NFL Mobile, it shows the Jets and the Packers. It's extra random. I was like, I can't imagine they totally screwed that up, but of course it is, you know, it is Roger Goodell. <laughs> it is NFL.com, and they have problems, so I wouldn't be totally, totally shocked on that one. Uh, one other thing, <laughs> and this is really for you, I do like all the stories. Uh, this has been a really weird period of time, um, so I want to, A, say thank you to President Obama as he makes his exit. I loved his, you know, kind of walk-off speech. I thought that was very eloquent, and I'm going to miss him. Uh, and again, we talked pre-podcast. It's not so much if you agree with his policies, but as a person, I thought it was a good dude, and, and I really enjoyed his his wrap-up there. I'm going to miss that guy. And I think the press is going to miss him. And I think in a few years we're going to look back. And, again, 
you may not agree with his policies, but a very, a very presidential guy. You know what I mean? Very presidential dude. Even if you don't agree with all of his positions or his policies, polished, smooth, intelligent, good delivering. Lord knows that guy put up with a whole bunch of crap from he put up with a lot of crap from people, and he took it really well. You know what I mean? He took it really well and didn't didn't go on Twitter and like try to Twitter assassinate people. We'll see how Trump handles that going forward. It's going to be a a shit show in all likelihood. But the spinoff of that, there's been all this random stuff this week about the intelligence community and all these different things coming out and Trump with hashtag water sports gate and, you know, Russian hookers and this weird thing about him paying, paying some Russian hookers to pee on a bed or pee on each other and those random stuff. And I'm like, some golden showers, huh? Golden showers. I'm like, man, well, the reason we lost Whitfield is he's obviously looking for the two girls, one Trump porno. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if any, and if so, if, he had to break free of the podcast to find that, right? Yeah, he, he had to break free and he had to shake free. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> one for six. Two for ten. One for Great six. Deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, on the bright side, at least it's a golden shower and not a Cleveland shower. (laughs) Although you never know, Whitfield might be into that. You never know. Anyway, the stuff is really crazy, man. And, uh, you know, one of the big things lately has been like fake news and all this stuff going on. And we'll see what actually comes out of all of that. But the fact that we have a alleged report about Trump, you know, in golden showers is is mind boggling. (laughs) It's just it's crazy, man. All of it's crazy. And let me tell you. If there's if, if if somebody listening to the sports brew, if, if you're like, what was it, vivid back in the day, go ahead. I'm telling you, two girls, one Trump. Go ahead and make the video. <laughs> go ahead and do it. It was it was like hotcakes. Um uh, and, and I saw this this was from uh Matt Boers. I saw this on Facebook and it said uh three Russian sex workers walk in, in Trump's uh, walk in Trump's bedroom. He goes down the line, you're a ten, you're a nine, you're an eight. Ho 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 Anyway, nice. yeah. So, yeah. Lord knows there's plenty of uh, roasting on Twitter for the uh, golden showers. Hiring Russian hookers to pee on each other. What does the world come to, right? I don't know. Uh, it's 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 just it's all bizarre. But uh, anyway, we lost Whitfield. Two girls, one Trump. Actually, Whit- that probably makes Whitfield really happy. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, he he's our resident Trumper, so... <laughs> He's our resident Trump. He, God bless him, man. He's a hoot. Anyway, sorry, Whitfield. <laughs> well, I better pull the ripcord as well, folks. Yeah, it's all good, man. Go get some rest, bro. Um, Stat. Yeah. And we'll catch up a little bit later. All right, dude. Yes, sir. Late. Enjoy the weekend. Good you luck. too. <laughs> oh, anywho, my gosh. Two girls, what one. Tr- hell? Two girls, one Trump, dude. <laughs> Sounds like a bad TV show. How did we go from the Golden My Girls? Two Trumps. I mean, what? 
Hey, would those Russian girls be known as the Golden Girls? That's what I'm saying. How did we go from the Golden Girls the other week, right? We went from, you know, thank you for being a friend. And it's like, thank you for peeing again. You know, I mean, what is what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Here. So, hold, so, oh, so oh. Whitfield dreamed a dream, right? Yeah. Hold on a second. My keyboard's dead. Hold on a second. All right, there we go. Had to unplug and replug, but yes, Shannon, you're right. It gives a whole new meaning to the Golden Girls. It also helps me understand why Trump has that luxurious orange glow from time to time, and why everything is gold plated. He's lit. You know what I mean? Oh wow! I'm a peeing European. You know. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Golden Girls, man. Look, well, a golden thank you, you for peeing off, again. Bum, 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 bum. It really should have been a. It's a D stat poo. You're a pal. That's right. Love it. I can't believe the Golden Girls has been part of like the last three episodes. Hey. I mean, if you're taking bets on that. Hey, hey impressive. I'm telling you. Hey, I guess that gives a whole new uh, meaning to the forthcoming wiki leaks that are coming out on Trump, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cheap humor, cheap humor. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's go ahead and um, let's wrap up a couple of things and call our shots. Uh, we talked, obviously, a little bit about uh, Seahawks lines. There's, you know, I think we have to give kudos to the uh, Seahawks run game. Obviously, a much better team at home. Uh, and Rawls was an absolute stud. Uh, in that game, again, if yeah. you know, if you track the scoring, it's relatively tight through a lot of it. But you know, the Lions just couldn't really; they just really couldn't do a lot, man. Uh, Stafford missed Q a couple of times. Definitely, to me, it's some issues with his hand uh, persisting. But kudos to Rawls and also Doug Baldwin. If you miss it, he had one of those ridiculous pin the ball somewhere on you catches. It was third and nine, and ruled incomplete in the field. He ended up. Uh, getting uh, Pete Carroll to challenge it. It was overturned and ruled a catch. Uh, he ended up having that thing pinned to his backside, uh, clearly feeling a bit cheeky, as they would say. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of the Seahawks team. Much better at home. They've been inconsistent on the road. Um, you can look at their their road record is not good. Obviously, Atlanta, there's a lot to play for uh, with them. And maybe they're shutting the uh, old, old Georgia Dome down. Obviously, Matt Ryan mixed bag when it comes to the playoffs that offense is very good uh potentially very high powered you know if this was a fully stacked fully healthy seahawks team i'd probably take the seahawks uh i'm not sure that i'm willing to commit to atlanta but i I, seattle is just so weird it's hard it's really 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 hard to trust them on the road i'd love to say that you know the team that i thought uh you know uh would really turn it on at the back part of the year would do it I, i just don't know that i trust them but you know, Seattle definitely had more than enough to deal with uh, the Lions. I just think the you know the Falcons are far more offensively productive and capable than Detroit is right now. So it's going to be a different game. Plus, you don't get Seattle's not going to have their their home field advantage. Right, you know, it makes a huge difference for that team, especially being kind of the walking wounded. Uh, and Russell Wilson at times plays so brilliantly, and you have to give him kudos to that. He guts a lot of stuff out. Um, I think one of my favorite things of the week was a, there was a fan petition to try to get Future 
to play for the, to either to do something at the Falcon Stadium. Obviously, Russell Wilson's wife was involved with Future at some point. So it, you have that. I thought that would that would have been a brilliant troll job. Like, did she have like a lawsuit or something against him recently that was dropped? I I don't know all the particulars, but there's obviously backstory, and it would have been very dirty and very funny. Very dirty, but very funny to do that. Troll level asshole is what that would have been. But <laughs> hey, look, quiet done it during yeah. the game. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's a playoff game, yo. People do some dirty things. <laughs> People do some dirty things. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 does anybody feel like Seattle has a decent shot to go in there and beat Atlanta in Atlanta? Yeah, I think they got. They always have a chance. They have a a decent defense. Uh, Russell, when he's on, he can be pretty good. I mean, I give him a puncher's chance. You got Jimmy Graham. You got Doug Baldwin. You know, Richard Sherman on Julio Jones. That's good. That's going to be a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe this game they won't have the refs in their pockets, or at least that's what it seemed like against Detroit. Yeah, I mean, look, Detroit and Atlanta are two way two different teams. Well, if exactly. You can't, You're t- you can't stop Matt Ryan. And look, well, I expect Atlanta to win, but I, I do give Seattle a puncher's chance. I mean, they've been to a couple Super Bowls. Oh, sure. I mean, so yeah, I, absolutely, I give them a puncher's chance. I mean. The only time Matt Ryan's ever beaten Seattle was in the playoffs, and that was what five years ago. Playoffs, playoffs. It was probably. Well, I don't think. I think it was five. That's probably like what twenty twelve, right? Now, yeah. Time? yeah, yeah. That was, that was when Atlanta had the uh, San Francisco had the goal line stand to stop mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure Atlanta's got the top offense in the league this season. Uh, Seattle's a Jekyll and Hyde team, especially on the road, but. They've obviously got to feel pretty confident. I mean, Seattle's always got a chance in any game they play. I mean, is that that, is that they, if the defense shows up, you know, they've got a legit shot. It, it really just depends okay. on... Okay, well, are you taking Seattle, or are you just saying they have a shot? I'm saying they have a chance, but I'm going Atlanta all the way. I'm okay, sorry. Uh, that's so, fine. Tell Shannon, me there's a chance. You're telling me there's yeah. a chance. So are you on the, are you on, on the Falcons bandwagon, or are you going to uh, rock the Seattle train? Oh, I'm... I'm going to go Falcons because I just hate Seattle. Well, so. yeah, but Shannon. <laughs> Man, it's tough to go against Matty Ice in this game. I... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not. Uh, just trying to be nice to him. Yeah, I, I like Atlanta. Just at the home field, I think, and Seattle having travel. Early start for them. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take Atlanta probably by like a field goal. I I think Seattle covers the spread, but uh, a lot closer than people think. Well, Russell Wilson also covered the spread. That's how they ended up having this kid on the way. Congratulations, <laughs> there's Russell. The, he ought to be like, there's yeah, the f- scored. He ought to be like, there's the future for you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, uh, you know the the only thing that worries me a little bit is all the stuff with Kyle Shanahan with the head coaching like searches because that for whatever reason always seems to kind of mess with the team they can say it doesn't but it always kind of does atlanta's defense is garbage it's the only thing that worries me about that they're at home uh julio jones is ridiculous uh and they've been able to spread the ball around quite a bit with their other wide receivers obviously they have two very good running backs so they've got some nice things in their favor 
particularly at home. I'd like to believe that Atlanta will get this done. It, Seattle's so inconsistent. I have very little faith in them. If the good Seattle team shows up, they win this. If their typical, we're going to suck ass and a road team shows up, Atlanta should be able to, to just put them away. Yeah. So it, a lot of it is just which which Seattle team decides to show up. I mean, the way they ran the ball uh, against Detroit, I mean, Rawls was a monster. Um, and I, I know Seattle's had a couple of injuries. Russell Wilson has a really uncanny knack for finding ways to get things done. So I like their opportunity. I like their possibility. I like the upside that Seattle has. But Atlanta is in a really, really good position where they, they have this offense. That, you know, they've taken some tough L's uh, in the regular season, and particularly in the playoffs. This is a good opportunity for them to kind of put a stamp on their identity. And taking Seattle down would be, you know, a bit a quality win uh, in that. But we'll just have to see if Seattle's in their heads. So, you know, if Earl Thomas was in, I'd, I'd take Seattle, no problem. I'm just I'm very leery of committing to the Seahawks. I just don't know what team I'm going to get. So I have a very, very, I have a small lean towards Atlanta. Uh, obviously, if good Seattle shows up, they should win. But I, I'm just worried that good Seattle is going to show up. I think yeah. I think road funk Seattle is going to show up. So very, very soft, soft, soft lean to Atlanta. Uh, but their playoff history and coming up small worries me. Coming up small worries me. So. No, we'll see what they have to do with it. Uh, Steelers Dolphins, obviously, uh, all hella fought in the Steelers. We have to give some kudos and some dap to Antonio Brown. That dude was absolutely bananas out of the gate. Um, yeah, first quarter, man, it was first attempt to 50. Uh, Big Ben had an AB on a wide receiver screen, and he was just – he waited for his blockers to set up, and it was a 50-yard touchdown, man. That was patience on his part. That was a thing of beauty. It was a it was. thing of beauty. And then, you know, shortly thereafter – uh, Steelers ball was second and seven at the 38 and Ben just, you know, hit AB again right around midfield and, and he just smoked the defense, uh, just totally crushed out a yaktacular touchdown. Dolphins just weren't up to snuff on that one. Uh, for Antonio Brown's first player with two touchdowns of 50 plus yards uh, in a playoff game since Randy Moss did it in the 2000-2001 uh, season against the Saints in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty you know, significant thing. Uh, after the Steelers' first two drives, like Brown had like three receptions, I think 119 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, completely yes. ridiculous. Um, Le'Veon Bell had a great game. There was one. There was one drive where I think Bell touched the ball every single play. Correct. Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like ten rushes, 78 yards, and he capped it off with a touchdown on the second and goal. And it, I mean, by the time Bell did that, it was 20 to three Steelers. You know, we, obviously we knew uh, Matt Moore got killed in that game <laughs> by Dupree. And, you know, and kudos to James Harrison, man. Old grandpa, I think he's 38, man, uh, rolling up and getting a strip sack. He was actually the second oldest player to get a uh, to get a playoff sack. So kind of neat. And you figured just Dolphins things. You knew it wasn't going to be their day. Uh, Steelers were going for a 36-yard field goal, and Tony Lippett uh, jumped over the lines trying to time the snap for the field goal block. And instead, he just looks like a total sucker. You know, he jumped over everybody else, and nobody else moved. It was just him. You know, I thought that was pretty. F- Tomlin's like, yeah, it's like way to go, way to go, dude. Uh, Levy Michael, Michael Floyd still in his head. Yeah, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Bell had a franchise record 167 rushing yards uh, and the two touchdowns, of course. 
That was a franchise uh, playoff record. The only other uh, kind of names worth mentioning on that, uh, Franco Harris had 158 and 153. Obviously, you're talking about 70-0 football. And then Willie Parker had 146 in 2008. So pretty pretty strong accomplishment from, uh, from Le'Veon Bell on that. Um, Steelers Chiefs, I think at the moment my lean is to take the Steelers. I know they've had some weird mulligan kind of games. And I appreciate the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. But if it gets into a really aggressive offensive kind of game, I'm a little bit worried about the Chiefs keeping up with them. If the Chiefs defense is lights out and Tyreek Hill kind of breaks out for a couple of things, fine. Look, the Chiefs can win it. The Chiefs can win it. I just, I'm still a believer in the Steelers-Patriots AFC Championship game. That I just think that's what it's going to be. So... Um, I don't have a dog in the fight per se. I don't have a problem with either team. You know, I'm fond of the Chiefs win, fond of the Steelers win. Doesn't bother me either way. Uh, my lean is definitely, uh, definitely Pittsburgh. Um, and of course, Big Ben had his little walking boot on after the, uh, after the, <laughs> that game. Cause you know, always hurt, but, um, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be playing. It's, it's, you don't have to worry about that. Um, He's the Steve McNair of this yeah, generation. Abs- that, that, that's a very apt point comparison i think it's a, a legit point but i i don't know man my my lean is definitely pittsburgh on that uh, shannon and and uh randy uh did you already call your shots for this game uh no i no, think okay honestly i think it really is going to depend on which defense we're going to get with the chiefs and if they can get some ball control because if you can keep the steelers offense off the field that's really what's going to determine yeah. who's going to win this game i mean i in my heart, I want to go Chiefs just because the Chiefs are a good team at home. Yeah. And, they, and they're pretty healthy for the most part. But I just think the way the Steelers are, have been playing, especially getting that, even though it was a wild card week last week, you know, just playing how they always play, I just think Steelers are definitely uh, going to be heading to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Shannon. Well, I like I kind of feel the same as Randy. I, I I would love to see Casey win, but I called it at the beginning of the year, Steelers Patriots. Um, I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is just balling out. Antonio Brown's balling out. Big Ben. I mean, <laughs> like we said over the last what 15, 16 years, it's either been Tom Brady, Big Ben, or Peyton Manning. Yep. Uh, minus two years with uh, Flacco and the Raiders. So it makes sense that Big Ben would move on to face Brady. I, it makes the most sense to me. Pittsburgh has the best players overall in the game, and usually if you have the best player, you're going to win the game. So I'll say Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard not to take Pittsburgh, as, if nothing else, to have a lean. I know the old saying, defense wins championships. But, you know, the the, the Chiefs just – they can be so hit or miss at times. Obviously, the Steelers have some problems with that too. But to have Brown and Bell and, and Ben just rolling, you know, Chiefs are going to have to put points on the board. And I just don't know that, you know, Kelsey and Tyree Kill are going to be enough. And I, I, I would be surprised if the Steelers' special teams – gave up a punt return or a, or a kickoff return to Hill. Yeah, I'd, and, I'd be surprised. and honestly, the younger receivers for Pittsburgh are really starting to step up a little yeah. bit here. So, I mean, you can't 
as good as Antonio Brown is, those younger guys are actually stepping up pretty well too. Yeah. So well, Brown can't... Brown's going to help that. Yeah. You know, I mean, all the course. coverage he's going to get. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a part of me, you know, I'd I'd like to to confidently say I could take the Chiefs. I can't. I can see them winning. Right. I can. I just think it's right. more likely that Pittsburgh wins. Um, and quite frankly, I, I kind of want the again, I, I kind of want the Pittsburgh new England AFC championship game. Um, I don't believe Kansas city would match up well, um, uh, with new England. That's an opinion. So, um, uh, we'll see, but you know, if Kansas city plays up again, there's a lot of upside with that defense and you know, the wear got a little bit of rest. They have, they obviously have some skill in different spots, but I don't trust Macklin and as, as fantastic as Tyreek Hill has been. Playoff football, playoff defenses, you know that another beast. That dude is insanely, fa- insanely fast. But if Pittsburgh can scheme him out, then what are the Chiefs going to do? So, you know, uh, we'll we'll just see. My my lean is Pittsburgh. I think Kansas City can win, but if they're going to win, they're going to need an incredible effort by that defense and at least a good solid B. You know what I mean? B effort out of that offense. Yeah, you no, know, and if it's a shootout, give me Pittsburgh all day. <laughs> to shootout, yeah. give me Pittsburgh all day, man, all day, absolutely, all day. Uh, we obviously spent a lot of time talking about uh, you know Packers and Giants, Packers and Cowboys. Um, super interested to see how that turns out. Uh, obviously, the the backstory or the Dak story uh, with Prescott with Ezekiel Elliott, um, and we we've talked about Zeke a lot. I think he is incredible. You know, Dak has been phenomenal too on some level, um, but I think he's certainly been a beneficiary of that run game, that that offensive line, in a way that uh, most quarterbacks don't get. So I've been a believer that Romo would have some use to come in and kind of help uh, the Cowboys at some point in the playoffs. If Dallas struggles, this may be that kind of game. Uh, and and one of the things I wanted to see was how would Dallas respond uh, with Zeke and with Dak if they're playing a a high-level offense that's executing also at a high level, and you have point, you know what I mean? If, if Green Bay gets up 14 or 17 or 21, what, you know what I mean? What, what does Dallas do? You know, Dallas obviously wants to ball control them, pound, pound, the, you know, pound the rock with Zeke. I get all that. And, again, Dak has made some fantastic plays. So I, I, I give him total credit for that. But it's, he's still a rook. It's a big ask. He's delivered very much so this year, but it's still a big ask. So I'd like to think that Green Bay's offense shows up and is still kind of cooking and rolling. Uh, They're going to make Dallas work for this W. Um, I personally would prefer the Packers to win, so I'm going to take the Packers to win. Um, The Cowboys should be able to win this game. I just I don't know that they're going to be able to do it with their regular formula. You know what I mean? The Packers have been good against the run for most of the year. They do give up some yardage between the 20s, uh, but they've been good against the run. And they, even though they give up yardage and teams move the ball, they tend to tighten up once you get into the red zone. So we'll see if uh, if, if, if Dak and Dallas can, can step that up, man. But my lean, I'm going to go ahead and take Packers only because that's my personal preference. Uh, Shannon? Well, at this point, there's no quarterback in the league hotter than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-mm. 22 touchdowns, zero picks over the last seven games. That's pretty darn good. Uh, we Green did. Bay's defense, I believe, is ranked sixth against the run. 
They're good against they, they're, they're good against the run, man. What's that? They're good against the run. They they are very good against the run. So I, Zeke, he'll probably have a pretty decent game, but it's not going to be the great games that he normally has. Um, and it is playoff football. Mike McCarthy has had more success in the playoffs than Jason Garrett as a coach. McCarthy's also had a lot of heartbreak. He's had a lot of tough losses. Correct. His his losses have been on the last play of the game mm-hmm. for I don't know how many times. Yeah, it's been crazy. I just at at this point I trust Green Bay more. Okay. I, I trust Aaron Rodgers at this point. Twenty two, twenty two touchdowns, zero picks over the last seven games. That's insane. It's ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. he said we're going to run the table. I they mean, did. that man has just been on fire. They've done enough with the running game. The defense has been steadfast. Give them credit. I know it's going to be tough going down to Dallas, but I, I trust the coaches more. Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the game overall. And if if you've got the best player on the field this late in the playoffs, I'm probably going to go ahead and take you. So yeah, I'll, I, I'll take Green Bay. I just I don't think Rodgers is phased at all by the travel part. You know what I mean? Not at, I just, not he, not at all. He don't care, but he does not care about that. But you know, with all the dance, with all the dancing around he's done behind the pocket, in the pocket, around the pocket, moving. I mean, it's no joke. Aaron Rodgers might need to travel for Dancing with the Stars. Bro's got some feet. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some good feet, man. You know, it's kind of like against the Giants, and the Giants' defense is certainly appreciably and certainly better than uh, the Cowboys' D. It's just when you talk about a twenty-two to zero touchdown to interception streak, I mean that's that's lights out football. And we've seen players get streaky hot and just be. I mean, even Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? Remember his playoff yeah. run a couple of years ago? It's like he could do no wrong. It and was, that's that's it, the thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's he's amazing on that type of run right yeah. now. So, you know, to me, if, if that kind of if that's how it continues, the Packers are going to win this game. The Cowboys are going to need a turnover or two off of Green Bay. I don't know that they're going to get it from Rodgers. I don't you know what think I mean? they're going to get it at all. They, they may not. What they need is to, you know, get Tom Montgomery to fumble it or get one of the rod receivers to fumble it or, you know, get one of those weird deflection kind of picks where the ball just gets, you know, off somebody's head or hands and flies in the air and they get it. You know, and, and maybe maybe they'll flip the field one time or, you know, ha- have a point, something where they take essentially take points off the board. And if they do something with a drive, you know, it sets them up. So, you know, I like the Cowboys. I think this is gonna, this is a this is an interesting matchup. Should be a fun game. Very, uh, very soft lean, but it's really a fan lean towards the pack. But, uh, you know, this is the kind of game for all you Cowboys fans. This is what you've really been waiting for because the regular season was cake. Regular season was cake, man. Cake by the ocean. Yeah, the, yeah, cake by the. This is this is where you got to earn your stripes, and God bless if it if it happens if it ends up being Cowboys Patriots in the Super Bowl. I just think a whole bunch of TV executives are gonna just <laughs> they're just gonna cream their pants, man. Gonna get uh, a bunch of boners. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Can you imagine how excited the, the advertising execs will be if it's Patriots freaking Cowboys in the Super Bowl? Mother of mercy. There'd be a lot of shaking it off, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know it, <laughs> it's it's no uh, it's no Texans Cowboys. Son of a bitch. That would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey. They're gonna shake it <laughs> off. Shannon. It's not technically. By the way, man, you two can get your very own Johnny Manziel autograph coming week, man. <laughs> or for the Super Bowl or something. I mean, he's got some promotional appearances. I think it's 50 bucks for an autograph and 100 bucks for like him to sign. I don't know. He's got some stipulations there. Just wait till you're at the bar and he's drunk. Get it then. Yeah. It's probably just as well. Yeah. And then uh, I, I would assume that everybody, we don't even need to explain us taking the Patriots over the Texans. Because I don't think anybody in their right mind, unless you're a Texans fan, you're not taking the Texans. Just stop. It's As not. of now, the line's at 15, and I'll if it gets up to 20, I'll still take the Patriots 20 points. Oh, my God. I, I would, yeah, I, I mean, would, it's, hard, it's hard to not go Patriots. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I would be I mean, you got to take absolutely. Tom Brady or Brock Osweiler, and Osweiler does I mean, not have on, that different Broncos defense this time. Cock Brock. I mean, the Texans' defense is, is good. And Jadavion Clowney was all over uh, some of those throws from Connor Cook. You know, I think Cook's first throw, Clowney batted that thing down, uh, and then he uh, got a that that interception that he essentially hit the ball, batted it up in the air, and caught it. I mean, you know, that that's was a, that that was a great play. It was a great play, but I you, I don't think you know New England's going to give them the same kind of opportunity. They're not going to give the yeah. ball away that way. You know what I mean? Tom Brady is not Connor Cook. <laughs> no. Uh, you, you, the likelihood you show Brady a defensive look he's never seen is very, very low. So you're going to need to get him a you know, bad throw, you know, a hit while he's throwing. You're going to need something to kind of work in your favor. But I just, I just don't think the Texans have enough. By the time you look at all three phases of the game, special teams, offense, defense, defense might be able to be really legit, but I don't trust – the rest of that team to, you know, make up the gap with New England, and I, I'm still very much feeling New England as as the playoff team. And I, to me, the the uh, a Steelers team playing incredible incredible football is the best matchup from a fan entertainment standpoint. That's the game I want to see. Yeah. You know, that's the game I want to see. So, all right, well. Unless there's anything else that uh, anybody wants to randomly throw in there, I guess it's about time to bust out of here, dude. It's a shame. Uh, we, it's, it's a got shame. a couple of uh, randos. Oh, um, I like randos. Yukon uh, women won their 90th game in a row uh, yesterday. They beat the 13th ranked team in the nation. Uh, it was a really close game by like 65 points. Uh, it's like 102-37. Oh. It was really close. Tight. Um, so, so they're going to try to break their own record of 91 on Saturday at SMU, which they should do. So uh, tip of the cap there to Gino. Uh, I know we probably take it for granted how great they are, but it, it's just we ridiculous. Do. Just ridiculous how great that program is and how great Gino is. I mean, you go on in like a 90 game winning streak, lose a few games here or there, and then go back on a 91 game winning streak. Filthy, just ridiculous, filthy. absolutely, and one hundred percent filthy. Got a tip of the cap and then a tip of the crap. Oh, all right, what you got? Uh, all both to the Baylor men's basketball team <laughs> who just got their first ever number one ranking in men's basketball. 
and then promptly lost by 21 to West Virginia. Shut up, fool! Good job, good effort, guys. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or, as, uh, as Steve Smith may say, what happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> <laughs> and in New York City, if you buy a carton of milk, you will see Derrick Rose's face on there. I saw some blurb that says he's looking for a five-year, $150 million contract. Good luck, bro. Wow. Fucking. Maybe you'll find that treasure map, Derrick Rose. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Did, was there ever like legit clarification about why he was MIA the other day? It, I mean, family, family related. Issue, yeah. um, he had to go. I, something. He had to go spend some time with his mom. Right. Um, it wasn't basketball related. So, and you know, it's just one of those things. Like, if if there's something going on, we're gonna call him. Go ahead. You now, even if you're like a teenager, will call into work. Right. Oh, sick, I can't make it. You know, they got a test the next day. They got to study for Like, you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid millions, and you just can't call out sick to work. I'm sure they would have said, hey, go handle your business. Or, hey, play the game. We'll charter you a flight. <laughs> Legit. Dude, call in. Just just call your work and tell them you, you got something to handle. But like going AWOL and MIA where no That's one really knows weird. where you yeah. are. It, th- that whole thing was strange. We were like, that, well, I hope nothing bad happened to the guy. You know what I mean? I hope hey. he's okay. And I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's more to the story that we don't know. But that's a weird thing to do. Because I would imagine if he has a legitimate need and he says, hey, guys, this is what's going on. I need to do X, Y, and Z. I mean the the team may not like it per se, but at least then they're not they're not in the dark about right. it. Right. They're aware of what is going on in yeah. the man's life. Yeah. So. I mean you owe it to them to You'd just think. Say, let them know. To courtesy. Yeah, you would think that would be the case. For sure. All right, what well what's your tip of the crap? Was was D Rose your tip of the crap? No, it was the Baylor's men's congratulations on being the number one team in the country, and then and the then, tip of the crap was losing by 21 ah, right, to West Virginia. Fair point, fair point. Uh, by <laughs> the way, uh, a good news report that uh, Ezekiel Elliott is just fine after his car accident near the Cowboys' facility. How much uh, BS would that have been, right? If he got hurt in a car accident before the game, that would have been strange. Glad he's okay, and he still has the jokes. He said, uh, he tweeted out, I'm good, I've been in bigger collisions, LOL. Uh, he's in bigger collisions on the field every week. Correct. That I think was the point of that. <laughs> I think that was the point of that tweet. Yes, sir. For sure. And of course, uh, the Patriots. Tom Brady uh, views blowout talk as ridiculous. I mean, what what do you what do you think Brady's going to say? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to motorboat those guys. <laughs> Not going to do it. Not the, you know Belichick and Brady. They're going to talk about how tough that game's going to be. How tough it's going to be. How close it might be. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be super close. Yeah. Game of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it starts out zero to zero now. Yeah, it's about as close as Whitfield is to being a millionaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get out of here with that. So, And Grayson Allen, stop doing questionable crap. 
Dude, that, like, now everybody like two more incidents he's involved with. Well, now everybody. Yeah. So the problem Already. is now everybody assumes he's. You know what I mean? Even if he's not doing anything at all, people just assume he is, and they write headlines in a way that makes it look suspicious. So th- there was one with like I think it was the FSU coach, and they were saying, "Oh, maybe he shoved them." And it's one of those things where if you slow it down, you know, if you watch it in slow mo, you can frame it, and you can argue it, but at real time, man, <coughs> non-issue. It's just a dude has baggage now. Anytime something weird happens, people are gonna like tear it apart. Look at it. Just stop kicking people for a while, bro. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's the problem with only sitting one game. Yeah. Coach K had set him out for like five games. I I, I think that would have been sufficient. Could have been. But one game at that nah. Not enough, brother. Not enough. All right. Well, it sounds like we've I tied do, go I ahead. Do have a, oh I, so I do have one uh tip of the cap oh all right bring russell, it out russell westbrook's 18th triple double in the win over the grizzlies tonight professional yes, freaking great now has a 50 percent chance to average a triple double for the entire season wow that gonna, he's gonna do it he'll be the first since the big o to do it oprah dude is just going nuts she assisted people to uh, get a whole bunch of free stuff with like items, you know, hidden items under their chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh well. You get a ball, and you get a ball, and you get a ball. Yeah. Hey, Justin. Yeah. What I really wanted you, you to say, say was, yeah. There you go. You said balls. Thank you, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> thank you, Shannon. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. I know. Hold you accountable for when you say balls. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant. Oh, that's right. Speaking of Hakuna Matata, there was a great meme of, I think it was the Seahawks and the Lion of the Lion King. Mm -hmm. And like it showed, I guess, the scene where, uh, oh, shoot, who's the bad lion? Oh, I can see his face. But yeah, Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, right. where he's holding him over the edge of the cliff, and he lets go, and it was like the the Tro- Detroit Lion logo was being held over the edge. Yeah, nice. I've seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. I'm a fan. That's good. Yeah. Is anybody taking the Cowboys? Nah, I Aaron Rodgers is the best player on that field, man. I I, I can't go against him at this point. I mean, I'm sure just... Whitfield's taking the Dallas. I'm sure. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be ballsy. I'll, I'll, I'll pick Dallas. Oh, right, there you go. Somebody, I mean, somebody has to. Isn't that weird to think they're, they're, the, they're the one seed? We're like, eh, don't know. <laughs> well, I, I feel like if Dallas can run the football, they should be fine. I mean, but that's really that's a big if. But still, that's, I think that's the thing, man. You, if they I can't think, run that football, or they get down, I think yeah. at home and having a week off, getting getting healed up a little bit, I think they. I think they have a real legitimate shot of beating them. I do too. I mean, I think they got a legit shot. Obviously, I just and just and something about that mojo and that dude that's just on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll back it up in the pick'em, and I'll make sure. <laughs> I mean, hell, I chose Detroit last week and stuck with that pick, and look where that got me. But I'll, Total just, I'll stick with Dallas. Good on you. Well, somebody's got to. Uh, I'm sure Mark would like to see Dallas win just to beat Green Bay and piss off Matt, but that's maybe. about the extent of that. 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but see, then, yeah, but I mean, then you have to pull for Dallas. That that just makes you feel dirty. It does. And you know, it's funny. One of the best explanations I heard was uh, somebody saying, "You know, I don't have a problem with Dallas the team. I have a problem with Dallas the fans, and so I hate the Cowboys." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, total logical sense." I said, "Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I totally get it." I don't care about the team or the players, but the fans are annoying. So because your fans are annoying, I got to hate you. <laughs> I laughed. I thought that was so funny. Not as funny as fans starting a petition to have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman banned from the Packers games. That one's pretty sweet with 20,000 signatures, but still pretty funny. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. We have to uh, break free. There you go. From our podcast. That's right. Uh, we got to break free yeah, and let it go. We, we got to let it go. Oh, Shannon, you know, I've had enough beer tonight. Hey, let the poop come out. Might be more, <laughs> might be more. Let me poop. But like I said, uh, actually, uh, again, Whitfield, two girls, one Trump. I hope, I wonder if Trump took the Russian hookers to McDonald's the next morning. You know, golden arches and all. Oh, anyway. Damn. Put a little honey on that bitch. Remember, Shannon? Put a little honey on that bitch. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Episode 196 tonight. 196. Well, at least it's not 169. <laughs> oh, my God. Trump is clearly a Disney fan. That's what he told those Russian hookers. You don't have to hold it in. Yet. Da. Go ahead. Da. Da. Let it go. Golden showers <laughs> on the floor. I just, just happened to look ahead of the NFL schedule. If everything plays out <laughs> just right, our 200th episode will be the Super Bowl episode. Nice. That's freaking fantastic. I can't wait. Bart Scott can't says, can't wait. Can't That's got to be in studio. Dude, Shannon, you're going to have to be here. In because because the, because the Pro Bowl being in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl, that's what Run 99 is going to fall. Are we going to have to record a freaking episode for the Pro Bowl? No, because it'll be basketball to talk about at least. Oh, okay. Let's hope so. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I dreamed a dream where the Pro Bowl was no longer <laughs> around. <laughs> or at least Sean Taylor was around to knock out punters. There you go. Sure. I was going to make fun of, of Whitfield for a second with that song, but I, I already gave him two girls, one Trump. I think I'm going to leave it alone. He already got glory hold. I want me some glory. You like that? You like that? <laughs> wow, you're going lenient on Matt. That's a new one. Well, <laughs> you, it, it, it's just easy pickings, man. <laughs> He's not it's even never here. Never stopped you before. Well, yeah, this is true. He's not even here to defend himself, though. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Two girls, one Trump. Really? Wow. That sounds more like two girls, one dump. Over this song is hysterical, by the way. Sorry, Matt over this song is hysterical. <laughs> Whoa. Settle down there, Matt. Easy there, big fella. That's the best one, man. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. All right. Enough of that. Oh. All right, everybody. Man, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the playoffs. And if you're a Clemson fan, celebrate like a champ. Because uh, long time coming, oh, man. Hell of a game. Hell. Hopefully, the hopefully the games this weekend in total are better. Yes. Hopefully please. they are. I mean, again, I have zero faith. <laughs> Zero faith in Houston. None. <laughs> None whatsoever. So if you got stuff to do Saturday night. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry man. about that one. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let that one go. But uh, I, hopefully the games are pretty good. And we'll have some more, you know, randomness to talk about uh, when we come back, uh, you know, next week. So from all of us, all of you, man, have a good time. Enjoy the football. Enjoy, you know, family, friends, everything else that goes into that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for hanging out with the brew. Uh, you know, we certainly enjoy sharing this time with obviously each other, but sharing it with. Uh, you as well so uh, keyword sports and brew as always you can find us on itunes stitcher radio we're hosted on podbean uh, certainly live sportscaster.com and a whole bunch of other stuff google play look sports brew look that up you're gonna find us it's as simple as that and the only thing you will find when you search two girls one trump the only thing you're gonna find is whitfield <laughs> all right that's it that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, Lottie freaking God! Anger. Yes. I dreamed a dream that somewhere that. No, I'm not going to do it. 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 I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I am. I figure by the time I'm making, you know, Whitfield bad porn references with two girls, one Trump, we've taken a wrong turn on the podcast because really re actually you know what no I, I have it I have it I have it here you go I dreamed a dream that not only did Matt disappear from the sports brew to hunt down two girls one Trump the look on his face was brought about by a German scheisse video <laughs> Anger <laughs> Starring the one and only Chewbacca Off Deutsch <laughs> What we like to call The Whitfield <laughs> Deutsch Oven <laughs> That's the one right there On that uh. note. <laughs> 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 On that note.
What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. On that note, we are the sports group, and we'll catch on the flip side, man. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Good night. <laughs> Good, Good night now. <laughs> Late. <laughs>